we are back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I was gonna hold it off on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly, and we are here live in the sterilized, quarantined mansion. Um, we we are totally COVID free here, which is awesome. Uh, and we are joined by the also COVID free, um, the one, the only, the uh, the man with the plan. He actually he you know has a cup of coffee. And uh, no, I, I can't go into it. I can't even say it because I have to tell you how he entered. This is C M Funk, the king of non-social media, the king of social distancing, king of social distancing. Still, still, still yes. So um, I'm trying to stay as six feet away as possible and all those good things. So. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank so. you for coming. This is uh, the Yeti microphone is in the middle. We're all kind of six feet away, which is great. Yeah, the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, and so I have to say, this is how you entered, entered the mansion. So of course we have 27 rooms and you approach the door. And for those of you who can't see the video because we're not recording it right now, <laughs> um, this is what I saw. I saw the Macho Man Randy Savage through the peephole. Yeah. I heard the Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> Dang in, it. in the vestibule. So this is great. Um, you should do a plug because uh, plugs are good. But uh, there's, a, there's a face mask that you have, which was great. And you had the accessory glasses and the bandana. It's all orange. It's great. So why don't you give a plug right now? So plugs are great. Don't stick your fingers in them, though, kids. Uh, <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Stick your finger in it. No, right. I, no, we don't condone those types of actions here. Mm. Um, now, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, for those that are, uh, you know, you know, still a little worried about the, the COVID and the pandemic and all that, they've got face masks uh, up on their website right now, all sorts of different ones. Uh, the one that's stylized after the Macho Man's face, mm. which is one I had on, and uh, they've got some other ones out there. I, um, I also saw AEW's got uh, face masks and uh, they were even wearing them on last night's Dynamite. They were. And uh, that's a nice segue that we'll go into. We got some more plugs and some special guests and things that we're going to talk about <coughs> pro wrestling. But we just talked about a Big Ugly. I think we're going to need to make a switch. I know you've been watching the network. You're, we're well into the 2000s almost now, which is great. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. 2002. Ooh. So you're watching everything. That's great. Um, but, you know, what you might want to check out is TNT on Wednesday nights. Because that that is the best wrestling show going today, I would say. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. And uh, they've had their own internal pay-per-views, Fighter Fest, and things like that. Live, free, on television, uh, past couple weeks. I'm going to start with you, CM Funk, because you're wearing the shirt. I, I am. You bought I, the shirt. I, I am I am Elite. Yeah. BV Elite. So, um, yeah, uh, AEW, man, like, uh, they, they, they've been bringing it home since all these uh, no fan shows and everything. Mm. And, and uh, it's been, it's good stuff, good quality wrestling, a lot of fun. The the talent all seems like they're actually happy to be there, unlike maybe on some other programming that mm. you might watch. But, uh, yeah, good good stuff. And, uh, and anybody that's a big Chris Jericho fan, dude. Please. Still killing it. Like, still <laughs> killing it. So there, there was, and we'll talk a little bit about the most recent Dynamite, but uh, go back and watch them. I think you can find them on demand on your local cable provider, and they might have a streaming service. I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, last night's show was a Fight for the Fallen, I think it was. It was. It yes. was the uh, aftermath of Fighter Fest because they had to extend it one week. Uh, because Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever you want to call him, actually had to be quarantined himself because Renee Young uh, contracted COVID not too long ago, which was a little crazy. Yeah. It's a little terrible. But she's been doing writing cookbooks, and she's been posting on Instagram, so she's okay. 
But the, they're not going to let her go back to work anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, is Jericho still broadcasting? Is he still doing? He's this? doing it all, man. Okay. He uh, he spent a little bit on the commentary table last night. Actually, after getting drenched in orange juice, this was great. I, this was a great promo. This was an old school pro wrestling promo. Jericho and his band are they still called the uh, Inner Circle? Inner Circle, yes. Okay, yes. Minus. Sammy. Minus Sammy Guevara, who is uh, serving some time for some not-so-nice comments he made a while back. Sasha Banks? Yeah, about Sasha Banks. Man, yeah. oh man. And uh, that followed him, too. Right. See, that, that's a little drama there, Big Ugly. It's behind-the-scenes stuff for you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, it was a promo. Like, the uh, the inner circle was in the ring, and they were talking about uh, freshly squeezed... Uh, uh, Orange Cassidy. Thank you, Orange yeah. Cassidy. I was going to say Orange Juice, but uh, it's not right. Because uh, Jericho and Orange Cassidy had a match last week. Main event on the show. Fantastic match. This is a mid-carder versus a main eventer, and they turned it into an awesome match. Um, and uh, he kept saying, no rematch, no rematch. It was a great like lead away. He started in to say, I respect you. Uh, it was a great match, greatest match I've ever had. You know what? No rematch. And then Orange Cassidy shows up from the other side of the arena, just comes out, doesn't say a word. Just puts his thumbs up, put his thumbs down, and then in the middle of the ring, orange juice came from wherever it was on the ceiling and drenched everybody, and one of them was swimming. Yeah, I think that was Ortiz. That was Ortiz was swimming, and he was pulling yeah. the Vince McMahon or whatever it was in it was good the, the milk bath yeah, a long time stuff. ago. It was great. And Jericho was all night long. He was just like, I'm drenched in orange juice, like every so often. And Ru- JR would be like, you stink. Like, Ru- ruined his $7,000 uh, sport coat he had. <laughs> but he went right into commentating and putting over the matches and telling the stories. And he would just throw in his own gimmick every once in a while. It's not like he was trying to put himself over. Jericho is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So good, good, good stuff overall. Just good, good watch product. Um, yeah, everybody is just a lot yeah, of fun to, to watch. Go ahead and, and there's people that are on free agency and uh, on under not under contract with WWE <laughs> anymore. You might see them jump. I mean, you just might... Rusev. Not even about... Yeah, it might not even be about the paycheck. Handsome Miro? Is that his name now, I think? Is that his name? Handsome Miro. Is that it? That's what he's calling himself, yeah. Okay. He is handsome. I mean, as far as I understand. But... Uh, yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be fun but to I, watch. But I, but I heard he uh, he just uh, was died or just um, tested positive for COVID as right. well. So Damn it! Yeah, so so he God. might not be showing up anywhere. For Probably not a while. Fourteen days. Oh, All right, anyway. Um, so, oh yeah, one more thing I want to throw up about AEW. Sonny Kiss. Uh, I actually got to work with Sonny in uh, independent pro wrestling in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, awesome, awesome person. So talented, so lively, so energetic. And Cody Rhodes, man, just having matches. With everybody, and that was Cody, Cody's putting over the entire roster. That's what a leader is supposed <laughs> he to is. do. And he's the champion, and he wins the matches so far. But he is giving everybody their shine. He is not shining at all. He's just getting the one, two, three. Honestly, yep. he's doing his thing. But Cody Rhodes is another one that's uh, yeah. going to be in some kind of Hall of Fame dude, down the road. Dude, Sonny Kiss, man. Like I, I'll be honest. I didn't know a lot about Sonny Kiss going into AEW like a year ago when he was signed and all that. And yeah. he hasn't been on. Or in live TV or in the TNT show, very much. So if you're not watching AEW Dark or on uh, YouTube or right. wherever you can find there, watch that. Um, that's usually where he wrestles. But the last couple of weeks, he's been in some storylines with um, uh, Joey Janela, the yeah. bad boy, and then now he, and then he was uh, he got into like a little bit of a feud with Cody, and Cody gave him a TNT title shot. Well, Sonny Kiss came out, put on a heck of a match with Cody. Oh my God! But and it was better, let off the show too. Right. Even better than that was his entrance. He came out and did a whole dance routine with three of the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders nice. and all. Like, <laughs> really, 
Dude, it was it was spot on. Yeah. It was amazing. So and uh, it, it 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 didn't lag. Like it was exciting to watch. To yeah. watch the entrance. <clears throat> and some some people were like, oh, the entrance is pretty long or whatever. No, it it was fantastic. It was great. Um, so watch it. And that's something big ugly you should check out. Somewhere find TNT. Yeah. So I haven't heard you guys talk about Kenny Omega. Like how's how's he? He's fitting in. He's doing fine. I mean, okay. I, I, yeah, they kind of I think kept him off the the main event stuff just because I think people expected that. Yeah. Yeah. Give all these give the rest of the roster a chance. Um, and now they're they're actually teasing a little bit of a possible heel turn with Kenny Omega. Oh, okay. So uh, last he's been night, doing the tag team thing for a while. Well, and then last night he was in a six way with uh-huh. or six man with um, with uh, the Bucks against uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Omega after the bell after the one two three just started beating the crap out of little Marco Stunt for no reason other than Marco Stunt put up a fight against him. And also it was kind of like a heel move, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 kind of nice to see that kind of stuff come out of him and the same thing with Hangman Page you even yeah. mentioned a while ago you wanted to see more character out of him and we've gotten it um, yeah, through Paige this tag awesome. thing yeah. but both of them are so, sort of uh, especially Kenny Omega helping put over that other part of the roster so all these people we thought were going to be main eventers <clears throat> and taking the spotlight and stealing the show they're doing their part but they're putting over other people right. that you wouldn't necessarily expect to get put over Right. and that's great yep. Big Ugly while we, we've been jamming about uh Talking about this, what you been watching? You got through 2000, so what you what you been seeing on the network? Talk yeah. to us about it. So as you guys know, I started in 98. I think I've been saying 99, but really I started in Roughly. 98. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm in 2002. So right now we're at the Chris Jericho first undisputed title ring. Ah. Uh, NWO has just come in, so you know they started a feud. They just uh, ran over Rock with a with a tractor trailer. Nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, um, oh, so you're leading up to WrestleMania, like yeah, exactly. So I'm, right. in, I'm in, uh, I'm in February. So we're about to get to the to the big Rock Hogan match in March. There you um, go. I can definitely say watching this this uh, what was this a four year period? Mm-hmm. You can definitely see the change in the way things were going in that first beginning of the Attitude Era to like 2002. It's not a complete decline, but I can definitely I feel less interested in the stories than I was back in 98 and 99 and even like 2000 if you see what I'm saying sure and and I think it started with the invasion like the invasion angle I think like once you get to the invasion angle I think it was like it was still exciting for me to see it Mm -hmm. and then I understand what people talking about where it's like the invasion angle just didn't really work that well and so it was like yeah, I could tell, like, you know, because as it started to go on, it's like, yeah, this just ain't that great. Right. And then when you get into 2002, you know, because the invasion angle pretty much goes to end of one. In the 2002, it's like now you got some of the bigger stars starting to actually come in now, you know, with the NWO. Mr. Perfect is back out of nowhere. And so, but. <laughs> Had a good run, too, at yeah, that point did, in time. Yeah. But I still feel like um, they weren't necessarily able to recapture that. And I, but it's still good. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's uh, elements of it moments. that are. Correct. That's still good. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So I'm glad you're keep watching and keep enjoying, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. leading up to the Rock and Hogan, which yeah. I'm sure you've seen a lot of times. But watch it again, yeah, yeah. especially seeing the story now leading up to yes. it. Yes, now watch it. Yeah, and you'll so, understand. I, I and I was I was watching as a kid during this time. I, okay. I, I still remember some parts parts of this, but I will say this. So you know the Austin what thing? <laughs> I I feel like when I was a kid, I look back on that fondly, and. Now watching it again with the crowd participation, it gets annoying. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys like felt the same way. Like watching, it's like, and I feel like almost everybody's promo <clears throat> had to be tailored to this, where they had to make pauses in between everything they said 
you know, to like let the crowd do that whole what thing, and it, it, it's like it takes over the freaking show. Like, and not I, just Austin's promo. Not, it, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's promo. Everybody. Yeah. everybody. Yeah. 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 I still so. do it now. I mean, somewhat nowadays. You know, it's, it happens here and that. Well, yeah. not recently, but you know, it, it does happen. Yeah. And, I mean, when, whenever Austin <clears throat> comes out, you know, whenever yeah. he makes a guest appearance, or if Kurt Angle's on, you know, like because Kurt Angle was like the big one that really put that got that put over. Yeah. Or if somebody's yeah. not really getting the not crowd clicking. over yeah. the clicking, yeah. then the people are going what, and then yeah. if one person does it, then. Everybody will do it. Right. Yeah. I feel yeah, like that's sure. what would happen to Keith Lee if he was uh, shooting that promo. We were just watching. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, we'll get back. I love Keith Lee, but we'll get back to it. Um, hey, we got some other things to plug and other things to talk about. I'm going to bring a special guest on for you guys. This is a surprise. Um, this is somebody who I, uh, has been on the show before, um, but it's been a while. And we have. It's been a while. It's been oh, a <laughs> There you go. It's been a while. Uh, let me see. Let me do the voice call, and um, we're going to talk to him first, and then uh, cause if I put it down, you're going to see who the name is. Hello, hello, hello. So, we know this voice. We know it very well from one of our first archived episodes of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. You know I'm always trying to promote. But uh, this man is continuing to do his thing. He's doing it the right way. He knows what's going on. I'm happy to be working with him again sometime in the near future. Mason Walls, everybody, is on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. What's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me again. It's been a long time. No hear, no speak, no see. But guess what? We all here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, not much, man. We're still doing our podcast, still doing our thing. And I was, uh, you know, you and I have been following each other still through the social media. And I was glad to see you doing what you're doing. And it looks like I'm going to be working with you again sometime soon, which is awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. I look forward to it. I've seen you. I was upset that I wasn't there the day you were there. But I saw you. I'm like, hold on. That guy, he looks familiar. He got a mask on, but he's kind of far away. And, you know, it was like very, very sunny that day. So, um, so it was very bright. But at the same time, all that official officiating. And officiating. I'm like, I noticed that. I told this man about his officiating a long time ago before I saw him on the mic. You know? I'm like, that guy, I need him in my match. That is somebody who counts for passion. I do. That's right. Every 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 slap of the mat counts. So yeah, I was I was incognito working with the uh, the EWA Pro Wrestling, the Great Maryland Bash. They actually had uh, part of the Sweet Sixteen tournament. They did it on Fourth of July and Fifth of July. Got a lot of views on EWAProWrestling.com. They're going to do it again in the near future, and I'm going to be happy to uh, step in the ring. But I'm happy to see you talk talk to us, Mason Walls. What you been doing? We have COVID going on. We got quarantine. I know you always trying to live the good life and stay healthy and trim. What you been doing, man? Man, look, doing what I can, surviving. You know what I mean? Like I'm over here. Matter of fact, now you guys caught me while I'm on the I'm on the job. I'm doing some security right now. Doing some securing. You know, driving around in the vehicle, living life a little bit. You know, I mean, just being as safe as I possibly can. You know, um, uh, they opened up our training schools not too long ago. You know what I mean? And we've just been trying to ease back into, like, some type of normalcy. So, with that being said, like, you know, I do what I can. I stay home. I try not to, like, you know, be in too many crowds. I have been around, you know, around a few folks, like, as far as training and stuff like that. And even doing the uh, the uh, Maryland Bash not too long ago, you know. Um, that's about as much as I do. And I've been feeling fine the whole entire time. So, I can just say I've been blessed. And, you know, doing what I can, working out as much as I can, you know, at home and stuff like that. And I have weights. I have... You know everything that I feel like I need. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. 
right now, brother, like I said, I'm surviving the best way I know how. That sounds great. You remember Mason Walls there, CM Funk. I know you've seen him on the EWA circuit and uh, other circuits. And uh, so, uh, what do you, this aspiring professional wrestler who's doing his thing and, and having been affected by this, what what do you have to say to this man? Because you've been watching the product on TV, at least some of it. Me? me, me? You? What do I have to say? You? Uh, man, you just got to, you just, you just keep I'm, doing, you just keep doing that. That's just it, man. Keep I'm throwing you out. Pro wrestling is such a fun, fun thing to be a part of, whether you're a fan or if you're a performer. So it's, it's the deal, and just, uh, just got to stay safe and uh, happy to have everybody coming back. Though happy to have all the promotions starting back up again. So, hey man, hey Mason. So I know before, uh, you know, I, I follow you on social media. So before COVID hit and everything, man, last year you seemed like you was a uh, pretty busy on the indie circuit. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like wh- where were you at? You know, the places you were hitting and everything. How was that going? Man, look, it's it's always a grind. You know what I mean? Like it's never it's never as easy as it looks. You know what I mean? Like you you do a lot just to get a little sometimes. You know what I mean? Like just to you know be able to get somewhere and you know be able to to get on circuits that you normally can't get on. You just have to really like grind and bust your ass and stuff. Oh, excuse my language. I don't know. We no. oh come you're on, good. man. We, we've had uh, Desert Storm on here. We've had the f bomb drop thirty eight times. So that's all good. Go ahead. Absolutely, it's a constant grind, though. You know what I mean. So, like last year, I was doing everything that I could. I would say last year's highlight for me was uh, being able to wrestle uh, my first time ever in my uh, at the time at, in my three years at the time to wrestle during WrestleMania week in New Jersey. That's great. Oh, that was dope. Yeah, I was in a battle royal for a company called uh, UPWA. Uh, they, I think they're based out of North Carolina. But they, they had, uh, you know, WrestleMania week, and uh, I was able to um, uh, connect with some people to get on to it. You know what I mean? I was just so desperate. I'm like, hey, look, I'm trying to wrestle during WrestleMania week. I don't care what I'm doing. Yeah. Let me get, you know what I mean? Let me get in. So, you know, good good friend of mine, uh, Kenny Bango. Kenny Bango. He's a nice opponent that I had a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that made the call for me, got me on there, and I got in there. And, I you know, I did my thing as best as I could. Uh, I feel like I was definitely memorable in the uh, Battle Royale event. I had a lot of fun. I got chopped a lot by Lance and Hawaii. <laughs> it's hard as hell. And so, uh, the videos on my YouTube of you, you know, YouTube makes the walls, the gun show makes the walls. You'll find all my videos and stuff and anything that I've been in. But I had a lot of fun with that, and I would say that was the uh, highlight as far as um 2019. But as far as like 2019, I've been uh, up and down uh, Florida a lot. You know, working uh, closely with the Pope Elijah Burke, who has been training me. Uh, I actually could say he's been training me for the last three years. I've mm. been under the burning tree of Pope for three years, and um, I just been trying to do do my best with that and take all the uh, knowledge that he gives to me. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have him too, because the thing is, most most people, you know, would kill for the opportunity, and it's like I have it at my fingertips, you know. So I'm trying to do you know do him proud as best as I can. I know sometimes I get on his nerves and stuff, and you know that's what uh, that's what brothers do. You know, because I consider him a big brother, a real close big brother of mine, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm taking every opportunity and every uh, every advantage that I can. Um, he has helped me a lot, tremendously, as far as, like, uh, meeting him in 2017 all the way up to now and continuing on. We have been doing a lot of great things together. I support his charity. I'm, like, one of his, like, main supporters, one of them. You know what I mean? I know he has many of them, but I know I'm one of them. Yeah. I have been running charity for uh, like three years, I think. Three years I've been doing it. So it's just that like we're going to continue to grow. I have been, you know, moving forward as best as I can. I think everything that I put out there 
I've been getting back. So like I said, 2019 was cool for me. 2020, actually, if you guys want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, for my first time ever, I wrestled in the Bahamas. Hey, that's dope. All right. Out of the country, man. You know, like, first time ever. All due to the Pope. And that who my opponent was. Mm. I went to war with the Pope. D'Angelo, we watched the Pope, man. We remember the Pope. He had the dopest theme song. I don't know if he still uses that, but that was kick-ass. But, uh, no. Yeah, he still uses it. He just so so talented, you know, just uh, sharp. Uh, Personality is fantastic. You know, everything in the ring was clean. So, I mean. Also, I want to put out there his his podcast, Pope's Point of View. If you guys get a chance, check that out. He informs on everything that's going on pro wrestling. The Pope's Point of View. Yeah, Pope's Point of View. When you get a chance, it's on uh, Spotify, I believe. So when you get a chance, check that out. Cause he, you know, he can inform you on everything that's going on, pro wrestling, and just talking with the Pope in general. That's awesome. We all about cross promoting, man. Look at you, 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 you doing that cross promoting thing already? Just in the last couple sentences, you put over his podcast, you put over your YouTube, man. I am so proud of you. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Look, look, you're part of that growth, man. You see me from the trenches. Uh huh. I was. I was in the back doing music, man. That was my position, remember? I do remember. And you were, you were, uh, you know what? Everybody got to go through, you know, part of it is part of the show. But then you, uh, you know, you start learning, you start doing other things and you're working your way up. And now you're doing, you're wrestling in the Bahamas, you're working with the Pope and uh, you're, you're doing all kinds of different promotions. So, man, I'm so proud of you. I appreciate it, brother. I know you've been believing me since day one, so, you know, I want to keep doing you proud, you know? Like, I'm always, look, I'm pointing at my head, brother. You're pointing at your head. You got that's right. That's the, I love that give it. Well, man, look, Mason Walls, look, man, uh, we're going to um, let you go for now, but like I said, I'm going to see you soon. We're going to be working again, and um, I want you to, you see, you put over your YouTube channel. I want you to tell everybody else where you can find us, uh, everybody, or tell where we can find you, and then uh, I'm going to come out with something else. Go ahead. All right, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. They brought me here again. Please go follow them on IG. Follow them on Facebook. They have a Facebook page. Check them out. Check them out. They, they're good with their material. Very, very good. Me, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, IG, and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at MasonWalls90. At MasonWalls90. Go ahead and look that up. IG, TGS Mason Walls. Facebook, Mason Walls, and I also have a like page, The Gun Show, Mason Walls. And not not only to forget, because I'm not trying to uh, put this as the last thing, but I am in a very, very special tag team with my brother, the Afro Samurai, Tony Mako. Black Magic. I also have that page as well. And right now, Black Magic is killing it. So you guys have to watch out for us because we up next. That's that's what I want to hear, and then tell Tony we said what's up because you know Tony's uh, been on the podcast before too, and the, uh, I I love working with Tony, and uh, you know tell him I said what's up, and I know you also been uh, sharing the ring with uh, Mr. Tiberius uh, Sykes as well. Yes, Tiberius Sykes. That that right there, that is my brother. That is my trainer. I respect them tenfold. We have never had an issue ever. You know what I mean? Ever. But, you know, you better watch out because, you know, you could get, get kicked in the face at some point in time. That could happen. You know what? That could happen. I, I would just say I love Tiberius TJ. He's my brother, too, uh, all the way back from skull struck and, and the man. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of history. I, I have a feeling that history has not yet been completely written. Um, 
But I will say, uh, shout out to everybody and shout out to you, man. Mason Walls, the gun show. I still got my tickets. Those tickets are non-refundable, non-exchangeable, and they do not expire. For life, baby, for life. <laughs> That's a lifetime guarantee of the gun show, I promise you. That's what I talk about. And we're going to tag you on this when we post it up and uh, share it with everybody. We're going to check out the Pope's podcast and anything else that you're doing. Mason Walls, thank you so much. I'm going to see you soon, all right? You know what? We'll see you soon. And here's the thing. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you all. And I can't wait to talk to you all again. I'm going to holler at you all. You got it, brother. Take care. All right, you too. All right. All right, brother. That's a nice little surprise, Mason yeah, Walls, the gun yeah, I show. Haven't talked to him in a while. It's I'm been glad a while. to hear he's been uh, busy out there. He's, he's been, been really busy. I'm really Pope, happy. Yeah. The Pope was in uh, TNA, right? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was there. Yeah. Where we started watching him. Yeah, man. Was, he was uh, Elijah Burke, and uh, when he was in ECW, when he was in ECW, uh, the, the WWF EC or yeah. E ECW. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was underrated, man. Like totally not used correctly at all. Like, extremely. Did the double knee into the corner and all the mm -hmm. running double knees and stuff, man? It's good. I say when he was great at TNA, performer. that was when TNA was at its rise, man. Yeah. And they were doing great stuff, and Pope was all over it. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool. I figured that's that's back to our single digit podcast. Yeah, yeah man. exactly, man. That's back uh, back when we were talking about cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get into the cheesesteaks yeah. this time because I mean a lot of people on that quarantine wait right now. But um. Hey, since we're putting stuff over, uh, we've got another special guest going to be joining us in a little bit. But I want to put over this, uh, this shop right here. Yesterday's Fun, Vintage Toys and Games. They have one in Bethany Beach, one in Rehoboth Beach, uh, both in Delaware. Um, I, I got to know these people. I know up and down Rehoboth Beach, and I found the shop, and it's all kinds of vintage uh, old-school toys. You'd love it, CM Funk, and you would too, Big Ugly. Back from our day, all the kind of stuff, uh, including lots of WWF LJN rubber figures. Oh, man. And they have a lot more of them now because I, you know, I worked a deal out with them. <gasps> But they also have my vintage four-foot classic Mario. Because as you can see, there's a poster on the wall. It's got Mario and the whole gang. But, uh, you know, Mario, who's been in my living quarters for 22 or some odd years, uh, pointing to the bathroom usually, um, is no longer there. But... He's in a good home, and he's going to go to a good home, and I got... Pointing uh, to someone else's bathroom. Right, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that thing was worth a, a little bit of money, and, you know, times have been tough, you know, the last couple months, so that was nice to have a little bit of relief there. But went to the right place to the right people, and, uh, you know, it's great. Yesterday's fun, so check it out. They got a Facebook page. Um, you can you can Google it on the Internet, but when you're down in Rehoboth Beach or... Uh, at Bethany Beach in Delaware, check them out. Yesterday's fun. And I got uh, the information I'm going to post up on the... When we post it up too, so that's pretty cool. That's cool. Check it out. Um, so let's uh, get a, back. I have a tangent. Go for it. No. Have you guys heard of? It's a wrestling related tangent. Have you guys heard of? You guys heard of wrestling New Jack? Are you guys familiar? Yes. With oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I feel like I, <laughs> yeah. I just this was that ECW time back in the mid '90s when you yeah. might not have been watching yet. So I just came across him because uh, Vice did like a thing on him. Yeah, they did. Dark side yeah, dark, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then he did like a, a interview on a on a YouTuber that I follow called Vlad, who, who's like yep. a journalist. And uh, so I was just like learning about his story. This guy was freaking dangerous. Yeah, I'm yeah. shocked that anybody was yeah. working with him. Yeah. I mean, he stabbed a guy in the ring. Yeah, yeah, like nine times. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. no joke. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, got away with it, too. I mean, it's this is professional wrestling. Sometimes it you know, gets a little, little out of hand. Yeah. But he, 
He it's, threw himself and another man off of a freaking like scaffold or something. Like nearly killed himself. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He was always about popping the crowd. Uh, <laughs> he never really claimed to have the uh, the fundamentals of professional wrestling, like the you know hip hip lock, takedown, arm drag, whatever. No, it wasn't about that. It was about telling the story, popping the crowd. And he could fight, you know. And he was uh, like a real-life bounty hunter at some point in time. Yeah. Um, and he just has no filter. He, he's, Absolutely no filter. He's just one of those guys that got completely caught up in his character and just became his character. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, so, yeah. And, and that happens. I mean, there's a number of wrestlers yeah. that have been like that. But, yeah, but yeah, he's super dangerous. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Hearing the story was crazy. I, I'm surprised I had not heard this guy before, like all the – Crazy stuff. Well, you hadn't heard him because he didn't never got signed on to any big time like yeah, like main events. Right. Yeah. There was no like big time promotion that was going to take him on because he was too much of a liability. And that's exactly what WWE he said. WWE said is that he's too much of a liability. Although he was a big name and he could have got signed, but he couldn't control him. Like there was no way they were going to put handcuffs on him. Yeah. Like for legit. They would have actually had to put him. Yeah. They would have had to arrest him for real. Yeah. Um. But no, and that dark side of the ring, man, that's a different look at professional wrestling. I think we talked about some of those other shows before, but uh, Owen Hart, they did a whole thing on him. Uh, you know, the uh, Legion of Doom, you know, they talked about, um, you know, Hawk. Uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, they, they've um, done, I mean, two seasons of them now. And all. Yeah, those, those they're going to do another one, too. Yeah, those shows are excellent, man. Like, they're produced well, and um, I just it's good stuff, man, especially if you're a real insider when it comes to wrestling. That's yeah. a lot of backstage so, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Big ugly. What, what, what was your guys' favorite one? Because I have not really been watching too wow. many of them. What Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was the best. I mean, it's a, it's a rough story. But it's a story that has never been told. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, I I go back to the first season. They did a whole thing on the Von Erich family. And yeah, all. they did. That, that one uh, to me, that one was fantastic. It, like I knew about the Von Erichs, and I knew you know kind of like their dramas and things like they had and all. But but it really got into it, you know, deep. And man, I I was sitting there like crying and stuff. Wow. Know? Okay. So it was, yeah. yeah. They've had good, good shows, man. Like they did one on Fabulous Mula. Mm-hmm. You'll have a different view of the of Mula if you're if you're a fan of hers going in. You probably won't be. Coming nope. Out of yeah, it, so. I. You know they did. Uh, I think Bruce Pritchard talked a bit about her on like one of his early early podcasts and about how she almost kind of like was pimping out women. She was a man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's all she yeah. does. Yeah. And so. That already kind of changed my perspective. I'm sure this yeah. delved even deeper. Yep. There, was, yeah. uh, there was something that made her keep the title for 26 years, and it wasn't necessarily her work in the ring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, I, I mean, she was, yeah. It gives you a different perspective on a lot of people that you would have never known to right. see. And, and it's stories about a lot of people that you might not have necessarily heard of, like New Jack. I mean, he, he was not a mainstream thing, but I think this Dark Side of the Ring has been more mainstream than maybe he ever was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... It's it's a it's a different perspective on pro wrestling. It's some of it's dirty and ugly for real. Um, but Chris Jericho taking over the uh, the hosting in the, uh, yeah, the, the mic second. duties in the second season. That's <laughs> great. Chris Jericho's got his hand in everything. Jer- Jericho just does it all. Man. So wait, so Jericho is n- narrating. He's mm-hmm. narrating the second season. I think he I think he executive produces. Yeah, he does. Now, so he was he, one of the reasons that show came back for a second yeah, season. Yeah, he's he's the reason they got um Martha Hart to do the own Hart. Um, oh my God, and all as well. Martha uh, Owen's widow. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, is that there's still like a uh, tumultuous relationship between her and WWE? Right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, which is one reason. What's it stemming from at this point? 
Do they go into it? Uh, yeah, they do, actually. They talk about it. a lot okay. of regret. And then things going through the years with different parts of the it, family. and A lot of it comes to the fact that like WWE has never apologized no. for the shoddy work that was done to well, put him up there in the rafters. They apologize. They take responsibility for it. They're not going to do that. Right. They're not <laughs> going to. And that's, and that's all she wants is them to take responsibility for his death. And they won't do it. So just keeping the riff there for basically forever. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which is to say that that's the, one of the reasons why we have the Owen Hart oh, a Hall of Fame conversation. Him himself, absolutely he belongs in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know if Martha or the family will ever let that no, happen no. because they don't want to traditionalize, oh, I'm sorry, uh, sensationalize right. because it'll all just come back up again and they won't apologize. So this dark side of the ring shows Vince in the WWE as very underhanded at times, <laughs> very covering up you know, drama and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real interesting. Yeah. I mean... Uh, to me, it's to be expected. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, this got to run you know, business, bill, right? Billion dollar company, been around for over thirty something years. There's no way that you know right. Vince hasn't had to cover up some stuff or do you know? So, yeah, man. Um, hey, by the way, uh, when we take a break here, and we we'll come back for another segment. But when we do, we have an update from uh, the man they call Joe Clunk. You remember him? He's been on some yeah. of our episodes before too. Uh, and Joe Clunk, uh, it, it is a 20-minute segment. I will tell you that because Joe can talk. But that's good because he's doing commentary now, EWA Pro Wrestling. He's uh, been on our podcast before. He can talk. He can do characters. He's very entertaining. Um, so, you know, the man they call Joe Clunk uh, is, is going to be on there too. And I got another guest coming up in just a couple minutes. But before we do, let's, let's talk about what we're going to talk about in the rest of this podcast. We're going to talk about Extreme Rules. The horror show that's coming up, which might actually be a oh, horror, just show. A horror show. Yeah. Um, you know, we can go over a little bit of Fighter Fest. We talked about AEW a little bit. Fourth of July has passed since our last uh, meeting. There's been fireworks everywhere else in the world, but not necessarily on the Fourth of July. Um, you know, sports teams are about to start back up again, so we're going to start talking about that. Patrick Mahomes is getting more money than every unemployment office could ever get <laughs> screwed out of in the Baltimore, Maryland. That's a ridiculous story anyway. But um, a man's getting $500 million or whatever it is over 10 years. It's ridiculous. Um, so we've got things to talk about. And uh, to a shout-out to our friend Jamie Jason, who's not here with us tonight because he's hanging out with the family. But we've been having a Hall of Fame segment. Big Ugly, you've been having a great time with that. Bringing up names. I hope you got some more tonight. I got, I got plenty more. Tonight. All right, oh, but yeah. uh, Jam and Jason, Jam and Jason shot out the idea that we should talk about some Hall of Fame matches. I know we've talked about some of our favorite matches over the time, but uh, matches that would actually deserve to be in a professional wrestling matches Hall of Fame. So that's something that we could certainly go over, and then when Jam and Jason comes back, he can tell us his opinions on that too. So that's a pretty cool tangent on that. Um, so let's uh, before we bring in our next. Special guest. Let's, since we, you know, did Big Ugly, we know you're a fan. We know you're a fan of uh, professional football. What do you think of the soon to be not known necessarily named as Washington Redskins? What do you think about this? Um, so, I think we had a conversation about this maybe like two years ago when Ray Chase was on, and we were talking about back then how they were thinking about changing the name. Uh-huh. And now they finally have, they, they dropped the name. Um, I think it's I think it's a good thing. The reason I think it's a good thing, so I, I feel like I my entire life there's been the Washington Redskins. I've not been affected by it whatsoever, right? Just mm-hmm. Washington Redskins whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. So when they started talking about changing name, I actually had to take myself outside of just typically what has become normal to me 
right? Because just because something we've been conditioned to look at something as normal doesn't mean it's right. You know what I'm saying? It's just that we've grown up seeing this thing this one way, and that's all we know, right? Okay. And then I had to start thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm not affected. It's not insensitive to me. Mm-hmm. The red skins, it doesn't affect me. It's not a part of my race or, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, going in, I'm not immediately just thinking like, oh, this is offensive, right? Because it's not offending me. So, I had to start asking myself. If there was a team called the Georgia Black Faces, how would I feel? <laughs> oh, my God. You, wow. I, I so, I, so, so I had to start thinking that. And then I'd be like, you know what? That's a little offensive. If there was a team called the New England Pale Faces, that would be offensive. You know what I'm saying? It would, it would kind of make you be like, uh, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like because Native Americans don't make up a huge part of our population, we don't really give a lot of thought to them. You know what I'm saying? We, we think about, whenever you think about diversity, first word, black, mm-hmm. Asian, that, you know what I'm saying, Latino, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's it. And so we see these images of you know, Redskins, Braves, and all of this stuff. And so we don't really, it's just like, oh, they were just people that were here before, you know, mostly got wiped out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so I think that um, given all of that, I think that it, it is a uh, it's a good move. I think I think it's classy to uh, to to change the name um, from from the Redskins. Okay, CM Funk. Uh, to capitalize on that, what do you think about the name change, and what do you think about just this overall feeling of in the world right now? Not only on top of with the COVID, but at the same time, uh, you know, this whole Black Lives Matter, this whole. Uh, uh, this whole focus oh, on race. We're getting, uh, getting political. We're, we're getting political. Uh, you know, but we're the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. You know, we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. Not of racism. No, no. I'm just saying we're fans of general. This is entertainment. This is sports. Uh, and it's happening everywhere. So what do you think about all this happening? Fans and, of conversation. I, I, right, right, right. <laughs> we are. I, th- I, think, I think Big Ugly brings up a great point. Like, Everybody needs to take themselves out of it and look at it from the aspect of the people that it's offending and all. And, you know, think about it from that that standpoint. And it, that goes across for anything, you know, like, okay. like he was saying. It doesn't matter, you know, red or yellow, black or white, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know. So um, as, as far as the, the name change goes, I mean, yeah, it's probably way past time to do something like that. Um you know, it is hard, you know, being being a, being a white American, you know, like, you know, I look at it, the same thing. I, like, I hear Redskins, I don't think of it as it being an offensive thing. I mean, it's been their name for 87 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but 87 years ago, there was an even bigger, you know, race, you know, kind of issue and everything. I mean, I was even frowned upon even worse than so, um, or or ignored more so than, I guess, you know. And also, I guess that's why the, the name came up, but... No, I think it's good. I think it needs to change. Um, I don't know that every single, um, you know, team name needs to be reanalyzed, though. Um, Like, names like Cleveland Indians or Atlanta Braves. Like, to me, those are, like, honorific names as opposed to, you know, stuff that, I mean, they they are Indians. You know, I I mean, or maybe they're just Native Americans. I don't even, you know, know. So, you know, maybe I'm not as learned about it as I need to be. Um, so I apologize if I made any offensive comment. I certainly did not mean to. But, like, I don't think, like, all of them need to necessarily change. Something that when you're talking strictly about 
you know, red skin. I mean, that's that's right. a plain out, you know, insult. So, um, you know, stuff like that needs to definitely be looked at. And, and I feel the same way because I, I was thinking about the uh, the Braves as well. And I was like, you know, I think about the Braves and like I said, I, I mean, maybe I would need to like dive a little deeper, but it's like the Braves doesn't really seem to give offense. You know, I mean, right, right. The, the insinuation of someone being brave is good. Right. In itself, you know, so. Yeah, now, I don't know. I mean, now they can certainly, um, right. you know, the Cleveland Indians got rid of the Chief Wahoo character and all, you know, uh, and everything. And I think that was probably the right move to make, you know. Uh, yeah. you know the Atlanta Braves in the 70s and early 80s, they had a, um, an actual Indian head logo and all. And they've done away with that over yeah. the years and all. So, you know, kind of the same, same deal. You know, like, I think they've taken the right steps. I don't know that you need to go all the way with some of these names, though. Mm-hmm. But then that brings a question. It's like, should... There's no other. It, there's no other. When I think about teams, there's no other ethnicities that are used in team sports besides the Native Americans. Should that just be off limits? Yeah, maybe, you know maybe, what I'm saying. Maybe. Like, that's good, I mean, I don't point. see. I don't see a team like you know. I don't see like San Francisco Samurais. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, it, you know, it's like there's no other ethnicities being used but Native Americans. That is true. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, Cowboys. I mean, is that you know uh, Patriots? I mean, do you you know how deep? How can deep you, do you go? Right. right? How That's, deep do you go? You know, you start opening up those yeah, those yeah, questions yeah. and stuff. I mean, so there are, there are names out there that you know are groups of people. True. You know, but but you know, and that's that's where um, I that's where I find the. The, the, the That's a great point right. about the Cowboys and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but where, like, how far is too far, and what is what is enough, what is not enough, what is actually going to adapt and change after this name is changed, or after you know you see all these statues being taken down, and you see uh, you know these protests, some peaceful, some violent. Like, what what does throwing your a, a baseball bat through the front of a Walmart? What does that prove? You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah. the looting and all that stuff. Like that's what I'm I'm looking at the general populace of the entire country, the entire world, and I'm looking at what is going to change? How is this going to make things better? How are we as a human race going to be better when the Washington Redskins are no longer called the Washington Redskins? I think if it is a step in a direction where people will say, hey, you know what? People are taking me seriously. People are taking my people seriously. You know, whether, you know, you're a young person, older person, whatever, how it affects you, how it bothers you, as long as you're dealing with it in the right way and not letting it affect you and if you're making a positive contribution to society, uh, you know, that's a thing. But is this really the thing that's going to make or break the peace? You know what I mean? Because so far... The violence has gone up in the world. You know, there, there's a lot of things happening. Will this actually make a positive change? And then will we see crime rates go down? Will we see burglary rates go down? Will we see carjackings go down, murders? You know, if we saw that, you know, that's good. But you know what I'm saying? I, I'm. That's why I say, what is too far? What is what is the line? Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I'm saying. I think initially, and this, I think this is anything. Anytime you have any kind of protest, no matter what it's about. You know, that initial novelty of it, and I don't use the word novelty in a light manner, yeah. but, you know, you know everything's big and it's important and all. But as time progresses, it goes away. It wanes every yeah, time. Right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, is, and that, something else is, is, that, is that unfortunate? Yes, it is unfortunate. But I think, it, like, for something like this, you know, with the Redskins name, it there's an awareness, you know, out there. Correct. And all. So I, I think if you're even just reaching one person, you know, 
then it's making an impact of some sort. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the key. Yeah, and I, and I feel like the Redskins thing has been around for a long time. Like It's not like this came up yesterday. Right. Like I said, we were talking about this two years ago on this podcast, and it's been brought up by you know some of the, I guess, I, I don't know, the Council of Native Americans, or I don't know their, their hierarchy and structure that they have, but like this has been brought up for years and years. It's just mostly been ignored. But you know, because we're in such a huge social awareness period, yeah, right. You know, it was finally revisited and been like, okay, a lot of people are making, you know, different changes. So let's go and and, and do this do this thing. Is it could part? And I'm just really thinking outside the box. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna change it up and get some levity back in the podcast. But it, the quarantine, a lot of people had a lot of time to do a lot of thinking and a lot of talk. You know, amongst amongst themselves, amongst their own families. Which, you know, that, you know, if you're amongst your own family, that yeah, a lot of people are going to share a lot of the same opinions. And then that's when social media happens because they never shut down Facebook or Instagram. Everything, the internet was always going. So, oh, good to know. I'm just saying. You know, I don't know. You know that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the king of non social media. But I'm just saying that, like you said, Big Ugly, this has been around for a long time, the yeah. Washington Redskins. But it's now being made a point, and the same thing with the statues and the riots and the protests and everything. So now I'm just thinking, like you said, CM Funk, if we can affect one person positively, then I'm hoping that that positivity spills over. Because if it affects one person negatively, then that's when somebody else says, oh, yeah, F it, let's go you know, bust a statue up or something. We don't need to do that. We need positive change because things we got covid going on and that's not obviously some things are getting better some things are not i'm just saying think this is not going to go away but something else will come up you know after this and something else will be the point of contact and it'll be something else on social media that's everybody's talking about i want positive change i think that this i think that this is positive change in a sense that um this 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 occurring, you know, did not have to do, you know, there wasn't any. Mind you, the protesting and stuff it was probably a catalyst for this, but the protest was not dedicated to getting a Redskins name. You're changed, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm like, saying. The it's protest, two sides yeah, it was, it was just, the protest was completely like Black Lives Matter and all of that, and then you know this just happened to come up. But I think it's positive change in the sense of what we're discussing now about people being more conscious about what might offend others and actually stepping outside of themselves to think about, you know, what might offend others instead of just assuming that, you know, because they're just so used to something that this other person should be used to it too and they shouldn't care, yeah. you know. But it's making, it's causing us to think about it, causing us to care about our fellow brethren more. And by brethren, I'm, you know, including all races. That's right. You know, in that. And so I think that, I think it is positive. And, you know, it, it might not be the, positive change of you know lowering crime and all of that stuff but i think just being more loving and caring is you know, i hope positive so change. and that's yeah. what i hope is <clears throat> contagious that's what i want to see i don't want a vaccine for that i want that to be contagious and just spread over everybody i want you know we're all, we're all not going to be best friends and you know happy go lucky flowers that's not it but i you know i want there to be a awareness of positivity. That's all it is. Got to be love and respect out there, man. That, Please, that's, that's the key. So. Please. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of, this is a weird segue right now. But speaking <laughs> of respect, uh, I'm making a phone call right now to uh, a gentleman who's been on our podcast before as well. And uh, once he picks up, I'm gonna let him introduce himself because I I can't do him justice. So we're gonna find out. <laughs> Hello. 
All right, so I was going to do a big introduction, but I realized that uh, you, you're the man that you, you can talk uh, just as well, if not better, than I can. So I'm just going to let you introduce yourself because I know how it's going to start. I know how it's going to start. The story goes like this, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. The story does go like this. Mikey D, what's up, man? E Murph, Big Ugly, how you feeling, brother? Mm-hmm. It is so. So nice to be back on your show again, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. This is the one and only Dr. D, the doctor of devastation, the almanac information, the mark, original wrestling mark of excellence. And yes, as always, I am a mark for this business and I am a mark for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We like marks, man. That's fantastic. What's up, Doc? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. From you, man. It's always good to hear from you, uh, Eric. And I appreciate the call, man. I appreciate y'all reaching out, man. Feel real good right now. Feel real good. That's good. And we also have the uh, the king of uh, non-social media hashtag no hashtag. He might not be as familiar as your work as we do because he's he's a, he's pretty dark on the internet. I didn't mean that in a bad way, by the way. I just meant you know AEW dark. I didn't need to change that name too. But anyway, CM Funk is here. How you doing, CM Funk? This is the Doctor D. Doctor. D, how's it going, bud? Hey, CM Funk, it's always good to, good to hear from you, man. Pleasure to seeing you. We had that picture, man, back in, you know, the Mansion 2.0. We down in the dungeon with the four of us, man. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm a, that's I'm, why I, enjoy, I enjoyed that, you know. Whenever this thing lets up, man, who knows, you know. I, I definitely want to make that trek out there in Timonium to be with you guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Timonium. Yeah, let's do it. How about that? So uh, we got the doc on here. Um, we're, of course, we're going to let you approach promote what you're doing and what you're uh, promote yourself at the end of our conversation here but what I wanted to get into we wanted to talk about the WWE these days you're a mark for the business you know what's going on you know extreme rules the horror show is coming up they changed the logo they changed everything we still got no fans I mean we got some fans that are in the performance center that have scripts but yeah. uh, <laughs> I want to hear your take on what we're going on and we're going to talk about extreme rules in a couple of the matches that's going on so let's hear your take on the WWE at this point, Doc? You know, I'm glad you asked because, you know, it's been, I've been on the outside looking in um, for quite a minute, um, especially since, you know, uh, those that know my health situation, recovering from my colon surgery, and I appreciate everybody that has uh, reached out to me um, since that time a few months ago, feeling great. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Glad you're doing your thing. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. But even, but, you know, since this whole uh, pandemic thing has happened, man, it's like, you know, with the empty arenas and so forth. Of course, you know, I'm still invested in, in, in wrestling as a whole, but it's like watching and being at home for so long it's like you know what what really has has kept my interest in wwe these days you know what's really uh uh you know keeping me watching you know what i mean and even from uh looking at wrestlemania to even up to now it's like okay so you know what what's the direction that they're going in since you know there are no fans involved are they making it more of like gravitating it towards uh some of these uh shows that we're watching whether it's drama whether it's sitcom you know has wwe turned into that pretty much um and and some and sometimes you know you you got you got you got your live action going but you know what is it that um 
we're actually looking at or we're looking at more action comedy more um action adventure i mean we all know that and this is for me specifically you know um of course growing up in the 80s which is my favorite era yeah it's like i know i know this is not uh, my era anymore you know it's definitely not the attitude era anymore that people still you know wish wish it was most, most for the most part but what keeps my interest in more so and, and you would notice more than anything mikey d if there's anything that has kept my interest and in to keep watching is the people that we knew or that we still know that's that that came from our own area that is on the screen right now and of course I, if i if there's nobody that i don't that i uh shout out i shout out my girl jessica carr uh doing her thing in the as a referee mm-hmm. she, she keeps me watching you know she's homegrown from here and also um shout out to you know the other new female ref, uh, Aja Pereira Smith, who who um, I had the chance to meet when she came down to Maryland with Evolve. Uh, shout out to her. Um, I'm also uh, keeping my eye out, even even on you know if I can mention AEW, you know I see a lot of my indie guys from this area. Sunny Kiss that's getting some love on 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 the screen on television. There, like my dudes, the um, the um, the capital vices you know they the, mm. the, you know they're a popular tag team in that area but but again i think i think you know with uh lots of things that are really uh keeping my interest in wwe is watching how some uh, some of some talent that we've seen on the indie scene in our area that is doing a big doing big things is you know even though even though uh, Keith Lee may not be homegrown, <laughs> but Keith Lee has uh, came in our areas number of time, and I had a chance to talk to him so many times, and to see him do his thing with with being NXT uh, champion and North American champion, I'm and, and and I posted this on my Facebook. I'm I'm saying right now, and I'll say it here on Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I could be wrong, but. I would like to see Keith Lee be the first simultaneous WWE and NXT champion. Holy! So, 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 so there you have it. That's my take on you know how 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 I'm how I'm uh, look at WWE these days. I tell you, the WWE could do it. <laughs> I will say that they could do it. I would love to see him succeed. I just don't want them to push them too high, too fast. Uh, right, seems like right. Keith Lee's been on the rocket ship. Um, and now he's the double champion. Uh, he went over Adam Cole clean, and Adam Cole just had a 400 and some day run. And you know we love Adam Cole. He's been in our area too, long time ago. Oh, um, of course, of course, of course. I mean, I I, I didn't want to leave out any names, but I mean we're gonna leave out a lot because there's a lot that's come I mean, through I mean, here. You're talking Adam Cole. You're talking Velveteen Dream, Leo Rush, Referee D. Edwards, Derek Moore. Wow. I mean, I mean, uh, it's, it, you know, it's just you know, it just comes. It, it just makes me feel good to actually see them, you know, you know, over ten over ten years ago, uh, in our circles, you know, from MCW to EWA, ACW, and 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 so many others. But the thing is, it's like I I, I still I miss my indies right now. You know, I've been paying attention on on the Twitters with everything that's going on with them and the speaking out movements that really been hurting my heart uh, and, and and but but it's but it's it's about 
the fact that you know we still want to see somebody somebody in this indie game win and hopefully uh that we can see some healing in, uh, in this hurt uh wrestling community right now i sure hope so and uh we certainly hope that uh, we see some of the indies doing the things on the internet and then coming back to the internet that's cm funk that's what you you, you log into <laughs> and uh, you can see things happening i know they still got physical new papers but i don't know if they're doing that you know because they don't want you to touch it but uh I understand what Doc's saying. And also, you know, from the indie side, that's something that we hope for. But now what we are seeing on the WWE side, such as Extreme Rules, like, you know, if we uh, go back to that for a minute, there's a couple of things that's happening, and I'm going to go around the table here and then come back to you, Doc. Um, We were talking about MVP uh, coming up from our era, era actually balling, absolutely. And uh, now he's doing some of his best work. Uh, You know, at this point, he's still in the ring. He's still on the mic. He's still as a manager. He's still doing the the VIP lounge. I mean, we'll start with you, Big Ugly. I know you you like him. What's happening with uh, with MVP right now? Yeah, I think MVP is good. I think that the uh, pairing him with Lashley was perfect. Genius. Genius because, uh, um, you know, I, 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 I enjoyed the Leo Rush and Lashley combo. And then when they uh, when they switched over and it was like you know Lana getting involved with Lashley, I, no. I did not enjoy that at all. So MVP is definitely working uh, working out great. I think he's a great mouthpiece for Lashley. I think they're working out really well. And uh, MVP created <laughs> his own new United States Championship title, which uh, is actually I don't know. I, I, the more I look at it, the more I like the title in itself. But I mean that U.S. title's been around. Uh, you know, it's got another WWE logo on it, but that's been around since the WCW days. Long time, twenty years, man. CM Funk. You know, we talked about this briefly via uh, snail mail. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think about this match? I mean, we have the actual champion Apollo Cruz, and that is the uh, the, the secondary Apollo Cruz because we know the one and only Maryland Dream, the, uh, the you know Apollo C R U Z. That he puts the Z in Cruz. That's that's our home. That's right, Doc. You know that, and that's our homegrown guy right there. But Apollo Cruz yeah. versus MVP for the United States actual championship. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. Like I've loved MVP uh, coming back. I'm totally shocked that I'm sitting here in 2020 saying that. Uh, I know, right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I you know I could care less about the match. However, like I, okay. I, 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 I don't know. It just it does nothing for me. Apollo Cruz, I love I love his athleticism and all that, but his character just doesn't do anything he has for me either. Yeah, well, yeah. right, exactly. So, um, I, I really want him just to turn heel and join the MVP stable. <laughs> he should. He absolutely should. So, I mean, you know, and I thought it would be more compelling if it was Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley with MVP in the corner, but I, I don't know. They're they're doing something with the storyline. There's no extreme uh, significance of this match. It's just Apollo Cruz now. Um, I'm going to go a little bit around the card. They do have Jeff Hardy, who is uh, recovering from addiction again in a storyline and in real life, uh, probably, against Sheamus in a bar fight. We haven't seen a bar fight since the Acolytes, uh, the APA, I believe. So um, let's, uh, you know, you know, I want to go with uh, Big Ugly on this one first. So we got a bar fight. So obviously this is going to be a cinematic shot. Backstage before they, I mean, what do you think about this and the Jeff Hardy addiction angle? What do you think about that? Um, I get why they're doing it. I get, you know, I get why they're doing it. I, I just got to say, I'm not really that into it. Um, the Jeff Hardy Sheamus pairing. Uh, Jeff Hardy on the mic is just not the greatest. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just find myself not interested. 
I just okay. don't. I just don't care. So far, we've got over two uh, yeah. for extreme rules. Now I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna go back to Doc for this one um, because I know we got a couple of, a couple of ladies in here, and I know you're the fan of the ladies. So let's talk about Asuka, who is the current uh, Raw Women's Champion. Title was uh, handed to her, by the way. She won the Money in the Bank match. It ended up being the title. Becky Lynch is out. She's pregnant. The All women are stuff. saving the product right now. Uh, you know what? I gotta tell you, they're they're taking it, and then she is actually facing Sasha Banks now. Sasha's getting a little limelight. That's pretty good. Raw Women's Championship. Doc, how you feel? Well, here's the thing. Um, I would um, after this, I would like to also uh, chime in on on MVP as Please. well. Um, but I, I, I like how Oscar is being built. I, I, I like I like I like how she already has gotten the push that she deserved because that WrestleMania match with Charlotte a few years ago uh, will always be a tainted win for, a, t- a tainted win for, for uh, to me yeah. um, as far as Charlotte goes and you know I'm you know I'll keep my reservations on on Charlotte you know I can go so many ways with that oh so could we but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but my thing is uh, when I, when Oscar later that year became the SmackDown Women's Champion at uh, TLC that was a real good look for her and it's a real good look for her right now I think you know in a lot of ways right now being that we're just into celebrating five years of the women's revolution yeah i think right now with the fact that um uh oscar sasha bailey charlotte becky uh, with, 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 with 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 the four horse women basically um uh, already had made themselves established and being that uh five years is an acknowledgement to them right now the woman is oscar and and the thing is uh oscar is doing great uh being on raw being on smackdown uh she fits she fits in all three brands being that of course she's come out of nxt and being able to see her uh being the um the set the third triple crown champion correct correct me if i'm wrong um the third triple crown women's champion um i i think that um i think i think oscar is is uh, of course going to be the one to win this match okay fair yeah. enough and you had uh something about mvp uh yes 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 so um I had the pleasure of interviewing MVP a few years ago. It is on my YouTube. Um, and the thing is, uh, MVP has always been a favorite of mine. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he had missed opportunities, of, uh, 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 not on his end, but on on maybe WWE or TNA's end and making them world champion. But when I watched his uh when I watched his TED talk and how he broke 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 his story down and and how you know his history basically you know doesn't really wouldn't have really permitted him to be a world champion a, a legitimate world champion and and going out in the world as world champion you know it, it, it you know it kind of hurt my heart there too you know what I mean but but meeting him uh, being you know talking to him being down to earth as he is and seeing him in the managerial role a word that you know I don't know what what WWE is doing I don't know if they're if if, if that word uh, has become a uh, uh, no pun intended, a dirty word. But <laughs> but but the thing is that the the the, the if, if if it if it 
walks like a duck and talks like a duck. You know, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, man. You know, MVP Zelina. You know, they're managers. Yeah, that, 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 that's what they are and and I love the fact that MVP is one of those that uh, right now is balancing uh, being in ring but uh, still uh, supporting Lashley and, and being the mouth and being the uh, good mouthpiece for him so awesome. so uh, MVP is uh, even even though I know Apollo Cruz is gonna win uh, I think MVP adds a lot a lot of character um, in this story. Amen. Amen. MVP is doing some great things. Big things popping, little things stopping. <laughs> Sit yep, back, relax, right. and enjoy the show. Oh, I love it. Anyway, um, uh, we, we mentioned that the uh, women are saving the division right now. Uh, so let's let's talk about that uh, from the from the man who said that. Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Nikki Cross, who's doing, in my opinion, very good things uh, on the women's side with character, with in-ring stuff. And um, you can actually understand her on the mic. So she's taking her time um, and she's making a sense. So go ahead and talk about that. Bailey as the champion, as a heel, versus Nikki Cross as a face for the title. What do you think? Should be good. Okay. All right. Should be good. All right. So we think that's the first one. Maybe the second match because you're an Oscar fan too. So I think you're a super Oscar fan. Bailey is. I got to admit, I'm not all the way sold on Bailey, but I mean, whatever. I mean, her and Sasha Banks together has been working out five for me. It's been entertaining. Yeah. I still feel like they're not giving enough time to the Iconics. I feel like (laughs) the Iconics are underrated. Amen. Yeah. Uh, they're coming uh, back. I love, and I love the iconics too. Me too. Me too. I think their push is over since they just lost to Ruby Ryan and Bianca Belair. I mean, uh, yeah. Chef tag team. Yeah. Maybe they're there to enhance other talent. I, I, now. Listen, I, I, I feel like I don't understand it, right? Because it's like when they won the titles at the WrestleMania that we were all at. Fantastic. But everybody went crazy, pop. right? Everybody loved it. Yeah. Everybody popped. I, so I went crazy. I wasn't even there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I feel like you can see from the fan reception that's like fans are behind these two girls, but for some reason, and then they take them off TV for a while, put them yeah. back, and now they're just kind of like, you know. Enhancement talent. Enhancement talent. Here's, and I don't understand. This is exactly what I'm thinking. You said to fans, right? So there's a lack of actual fans that's been going on because of this COVID. I think those two, and I no knock on them, I love them, but they work better in front of a live audience with live audience reaction because those two are so, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? They're engaging. They're very engaging of each other, but they're engaging of you can't really engage the 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 uh, planted audience that's there with scripted, you know, uh, um, what do you call it? Responses. You can't do that. Uh, it doesn't work. They are, and they're scripting, and they're all, also off the cuff. So they improvise a lot. It's very hard for that to get across when they're in the small, smaller venue of the performance center when there's really no legitimate fans. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's any knock to them. I think they're very talented. I think they're going to get their shot again when we get back in live audiences. That's what I'm thinking. My, I like it. But that's what I feel. Now, let's uh, let's go on a little bit because there's a couple more matches to talk about. There's probably more that I'm not seeing, but uh, let's talk about the Swamp Sorry, not much Fight. Let's, let, <laughs> this might not be a long conversation. Let's talk about the Swamp Fight, which has probably already been recorded somewhere. Um, Braun Strowman versus 
Bray Wyatt, there is no Universal Championship on the line. The Universal Championship has been pushed to the side, as we saw in that last 2-on-1 match on the last pay-per-view, and now it's not even a part of the story. And it is the Bray Wyatt of five years ago that is facing Braun Strowman. I like one thing about this whole storyline. Bray Wyatt. And I like the fact that he is uh, changing his character on a weekly basis. That he can change. Like, he has a range of different characters now that he can go to. Matt Hardy's doing this three times a match in AEW, which is funny. But um, I love the fact that Bray Wyatt is getting to do this. Now, is it my favorite match on the card? No. Is it going to be worth a... I don't know. Uh, And Braun Strowman, this... um, I just want to see. He's a intermediate kind of champion. He's a, he's an event. We've talked about this. He's a special event. This is what he is. And uh, I think at some point they should have um, the uh, re- rematch, I think. They need uh, Roman to come in eventually when he comes back and squash yeah. Braun. Uh, take the title where he should have had it before. Squash Braun? Oh, yeah. I want to see him squashed. Uh, and yeah. not not as a bad thing against Braun, but I want to see Roman take the title and put legitimacy back on the title. Not that it had a lot of legitimacy to be begin with, but then Braun can go back and do his own thing. This is my opinion. Now, see, uh, Fiend, there, it, it's all leading to the Fiend beating Braun. Of course. And then Roman coming back and squashing the Fiend. I don't want to see that, though. I, I don't care what you want to see. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. That's, I that's, don't care if Bruce Pritchard <laughs> is booking this or not. I want to see. I this is what I'm saying. I Go don't ahead. like that the title isn't on the line. It does, to me, it like, right. doesn't make sense. Why are you fighting the champion with no stakes? And if I'm not mistaken, when he first fought him as Bray Wyatt, the title was on the line, right? right? As and the then, uh, right. Funhouse, yeah, the fun, yeah, and then you have a rematch with no title. To right. me, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. So, which means theoretically, in this match, that the Bray Wyatt of five years ago should win because there's nothing stopping him because there's no title on the line, right? Um, right which right, would right. lead it to, as CM Funk said, now the Fiend will get an actual title match, probably at SummerSlam, and yeah. probably win. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts, yeah. Doctor D, on this one? Yeah, Bray Wyatt is, you know, been my favorite. Ever since he came in, again, another guy that I had a chance to talk to, um, not not in an interview uh, capacity, but having the pleasure to meet him, of course. We all know, you know, third generation, third generation. He's uh, a rotundo. Uh, superstar. He's a real American. Um, because um, <laughs> what, what you, you, when, when, I, when I look at him, I see a lot of uh, Black Jack Mulligan in him. You know, as well as, you know, his granddad, Black Jack Mulligan, as well as his dad, as well as his Uncle Barry. Um, But the thing is, you know, with this unique character that he's had, you know, I've always looked at him, you know, as the new phenom. And, you know, a lot of people may uh, not agree with me with that, but that's how they should have that's how they should have pushed them, you know, the, the same the same way. You know, they push Taker. And being that I, you know, not going to pretend that I've been, you know, keeping my focus on this match. Cause, but, is it, but again, it's one of those that I'm saying, okay, what, what, is, what, what could keep my interest right now? I think uh, guys through this whole pandemic, um, is the, the fact that it seemed like WWE has been able to get away with uh, filming matches. Because again, you know, like I heard uh, someone say, this is something that Vince may have always wanted. 
um, as far as more more of this kind of content on on WWE programming in yeah. terms of making it uh, more action adventure or in this case more horror because I don't know you know how horrific it, uh, this horror show Extreme Rules is going to look you know we'll get to you know if it's you know even still considered uh rated pg you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so it, 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 i'm kind of curious as uh you know what, what, what is the horror that we're getting out of this whole extreme rules especially looking at the bray wyatt braun Strowman match yeah and it's definitely going to be a cinematic you know film beforehand kind of thing and it might be gripping as far as a piece of television but i don't know about a storyline or anything that's gonna but you know uh i do i do like both guys in and of themselves i just don't know where they're going with this um so speaking of you know this one has no title let's talk about the actual title the wwe championship drew mcintyre who has done a hell of a job with the role that he's been put in at this point in time um legitimacy off the bat brock lesnar great big show same night been defending the title every other time he's been working his ass off um i do think that there's there's some uh there's uh, th- this is one of the strongest champions in the business right now he's he's doing what he needs to do i don't think that uh things would have necessarily been going this way if we didn't have a pandemic but there's there's different stories about that but he's facing Dolph ziggler for the wwe what? championship what? um Ziggler has climbed to the top of the ladder, literally, uh, several times, um, and been kicked off. And uh, Mr. Money in the Bank didn't cash it in at WrestleMania, cashed it in the night after on Raw, beat Alberto Del Rio, there's a name from the past, um, and uh, won the title for a month, maybe? Right, yeah. Uh, and so Dolph Ziggler has been that guy who's been, he's a, he's a, he's a company man, he's been there 15, 20 years, long time. Uh, you know, hard worker, great guy, great in the ring, no problem with it. But every time, every time he gets a spot like this, all he's there to do is take the fall, honestly. Right. Yeah, yeah and the thing is, Mikey, I mean, let's just call it a spade a spade. This is such a filler match for, for, <laughs> for Drew. Yeah. For, for wow. Drew. We, know, we, know Drew, we know Drew is going to win. We, 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 we know that. Um, we, it's just a matter of, you know, just watching this match. You know, what kind of great performance are we going to see out of it? You know, never mind the false counts or everything. At this point, I'm just waiting to see, okay, how the match is going to end. You know, of course, Claymore mm. and one, two, three, Drew. Drew's going to, I mean, I mean uh, Drew is going to uh, remain champ. See, this and, is where I, I would go ahead. I was gonna say, I feel like I feel like this is like the issue with booking, you know, this kind of match is that there's no believability that <laughs> that Dolph Ziggler could pull this off at all. Like, and I feel like, and I feel like this is what WWE doesn't need to be doing right now is creating this kind of like predictability in a situation where the product is already suffering from you know the the situation that it's in, and for the championship match, it's like Dolph Ziggler, like there was no other. More believable opponent that we could have put. Well, right. Like I see, he started way up at the top. Like I was just saying, Brock Lesnar, Big Show, like Correct. huge right. names. Yeah, huge names yes. And now it's like uh, they could right. find. And I'm sorry, Dolph Ziggler but, is no Shawn Michaels. You no, know what I'm saying? If this was a Shawn not Michaels, not Dolph, it right. just doesn't it's just, fit. It's just not. It's just not what they've done with his with his run. All right. Well, look here. So obviously there there's been COVID tests, uh, positive tests in WWE that have you know been reported, leaked, whatever you know yeah. all that. So. You've got the majority of the major stars are sitting out. You know, your Roman Reigns and and those types and stuff. 
So you're, you're really limited on who you can bring in to face Drew. That's a legitimate challenger. At least Dolph has been there. You know, I'll give it. I'll give him that and all. Again, it's trying a, to find the legitimacy to, to this. Right. It's total unbelievability in this whole thing. <laughs> yes, but it, this is all. Again, let's keep in mind this is extreme rules. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's a filler pay-per-view, too. Okay, it, true. It's yeah. not a big four. What are they gearing up for? They're trying to gear up for SummerSlam. Which hopefully will bring some right. substance. So, and to me, I think it's all just kind of leading up to when are they going to get the guy that's been the best heel on Raw since this the, the empty arena thing started, and that's Randy Orton. When are they going to get Orton and McIntyre in the ring together? That because would be SummerSlam. That's, that's yeah. a main event match that I want to see. Yeah, yeah, at this point. Yeah. Orton is, and he's not even on the card right now. I mean, he well, was. I mean, because they had to pivot because of the Edge stuff. I right? know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but he is the greatest wrestler ever. He was in the greatest wrestling match ever, and he did win. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, you detect my sarcasm. Um, but no, you're absolutely right, and that's that's where I was going with that. Now, the only other thing that I could see even halfway legitimate is if he were to come back, but I think we talked about this offline. Brock Lesnar, he's getting paid, taking a break. He's not going to come back and risk, you know, taking any kind of sickness back to himself or his family on that little farm that he's, you know, Sable and uh, his kids and his, his animals. He ain't going to do that. Right. Like, he'll just keep getting paid on that guaranteed contract until they can put him in a situation in front of fans or, like, some kind of WrestleMania-type situation. Like, they don't need him. But he can come back and do his thing at any time, which is the same thing he's been doing for years, but that's fine. But um, I think... Since Randy is not on this pay-per-view, this is a nice filler match. I think Drew will win very cleanly, and I think we could see an RKO out of relatively nowhere um, to start setting up for SummerSlam. That's exactly where I was going with that. So I I could dig Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. That's a match I could get behind. Yep. How about you? Yeah? Good? Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, so let's get to the horror part of the horror show, and then uh, we're going to... Oh, I, I thought just talking about it was the horror well, part. Well, I mean... <laughs> Part of it, but let's let's get to this um, piece of business, um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, Doc do his sign off, and then we're going to take a break and get to the Joe Clunk interview, uh, and then come back and talk uh, about some other Joe. stuff. Yeah, that's all right, Joe Clunk, you got it. Um, but here's a match that's listed fifth on the card of seven. Um, okay, it's an eye for an eye. Um, it's Rey Mysterio, who is still hanging around with his son, Dominic. Z- I know. That's why I brought it up last. And uh, Seth Rollins, who is the Monday Night Messiah, which I would love the gimmick more if it was in front of fans. But, again, it's not really translating. So, Can I ask a question? What happened to the other guy that joined the, the the one that was with Andrade and then he was supposed to be joining Seth Rollins? Austin Theory? Yeah. What happened to him? I haven't seen him. He's, uh, is he one of the COVID people? Uh, he could be. Yeah, he, yeah. I did read that he he was one of those on the list. Yeah, because he okay. joined, uh, you know, right. and with um, what's the other guy? Murphy. 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 Right. So he's still there. Um, but anyway, so there was a segment where Seth Rollins uh, took Rey Mysterio's eye into the uh, steel steps and um, basically blinded him, and or at least in one eye. And now this is going with the son Dominic back and forth. And now, you know, when Rey Mysterio was asked to pick the stipulation for the match. He said an eye for an eye, and it was very vague. Like, what does that actually mean? And then it was actually Corey Graves said, what, are you going to have to rip out somebody's eye to win the match? So now 
even on Wikipedia standards, which, of course, we can believe, um, this match can only be won when one competitor extracts the eye of their opponent. Um, yeah. Okay. Jericho said that they did an eye for an eye on AEW or something. Is this true? Like, Jericho said that they got the idea from him. Like, they've done an eye for an eye. They mm-hmm. did... What was it? It was... Uh, oh, Moxley. Yeah. Moxley. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, what, how are we going to look at this? Are we going to go back to when the Road Warriors took the spike to Dusty in the eye? Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I mean... Uh, it, it, or when uh, Rick Martel sprayed the air against in the eye of Jake the Snake Roberts, which is where I go. thought they were there going. You go. There you go. I would love a blindfold match. I don't care if they could see through it or not. If they could put on a show, I'm all right with that. Yeah, so... I- I think, Mike, um, you know, I mean, this is where it gets to the point, you know, again, with, with, with how this content is going to be delivered, you know, is it is it the horror, as in American Horror Story, is it Walking Dead horror, I mean, you know, what, what, what kind of live action horror is, or, 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 the or horror, yeah. horror that, <laughs> right. that we're going to see, see out of this, you know, there, there, man, the pun intended, see out, out of this match, you know. Yeah. Is this match in the ring? I don't know. See, we don't know if it's going to be an in the ring or a, 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 a cinematic content, but here's, here's what I think. And it, should be, it should be cinematic. I, I feel uh, like. Yeah, well, if somebody's going to extract, extract somebody else's eye, I mean, I ain't seen that since Ozark on Netflix, but that you know that guy was dead. But anyway, um, here's what I think. Seth Rollins, he's got to win. Rey Mysterio has no reason to win this match. He's been retired for years. He just nobody told him yet. Um, and I love Rey Mysterio. Do not get me wrong. But here's what I think. It's got. I don't know. He's. It, it's got to end with Seth blinding the other eye of Mysterio somehow, where he's completely blind. Wait, thank you. That's what I wanted to know. Like, what? How did? How does? If Ray loses, what? He loses right. both eyes. Here's I mean, the, I'm kidding. It's obvious that I, that I that I seen from this whole thing, and you know, uh, and, and I'm looking for it. You know, um, Dominic is going to join Seth. You know, that's I, I got to think that Dominic's got his key into the business and he's got to join the Messiah. That would actually be pretty cool. I would like that. Wouldn't and then it. Ray's got to take a break. You know, yeah. let let him go. <laughs> he doesn't need to be there. He's, um, he's not signed to a contract. Yeah, no, he's exactly not. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He's not like he's the he's a free agent at this point. But he, there's no reason for him to be here. But yeah, I can see uh, Dominic turning on Ray uh, Ray at this point and helping Seth win this match, completely blinding and putting out. Uh, Rey Mysterio at this point um, yeah. and the set, I want to see the Monday Night Messiah I want to see the followers get bigger I want to see this storyline actually do something because it, yeah. it's got some it's got some legs to it um, but yeah I don't know about extracting somebody's eye um, I, 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 I don't know like uh, how far back do we go do we get medieval on their ass I don't know like I don't get it but I do think it's an interesting just to see how it's going to Listen, end. Oh, Barry Corbin threw somebody off a building. Okay, so well, <laughs> we he did. Two, two guys. Two yes, guys. Yes. And uh, they survived and came <laughs> back the next Ray, day. Ray Mysterio was one of those guys right. that he threw off the building. So. <laughs> right. Wow. Ray's, like, ha- Ray's having a tough year. Yeah. He's yeah. having a rough year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I tell you what, it's. Uh, 
Do they just take the letter I out of their names? Like, you know, the, the I out of Mysterio, the I out of Rollins. Rob. Maybe that's how this works. <laughs> Extracting an I. <laughs> just, that's a creative way to do it. Sorry. Hey, that's all right. I This, this is what we got to think of in uh, these days. I'm pretty sure that's what the WWE writers are thinking. Of. I mean, they got the F out at one point in time, <laughs> and they put the E in, so why not get the I out, too? I mean... <laughs> I just, I mean, you just got to bring in John Cena because you can't see anybody. So, I mean, that he would be a perfect person for this match. Wow, I just went there. Um, look, hey, this has been great, Doc. I mean, it's great getting your perspective. I'm glad you're doing uh, better and healthy, and you know, great to have you on. We're all going to get back together once this uh, this COVID stuff kind of goes away. But I want you to uh, put yourself out there. Tell us what you're doing nowadays. Again, where we can find you. I know about the YouTube channel, but what else is it? And then, you know, uh, cap it off for us. Well, the, well, these days, you know, my wrestling showcase has been kind of uh, on hiatus, you know, health-wise, you know, and but but uh, looking to bring back some more content. The most recent I did, of course, was um, in memory of Shad Gaspar and, mm, right. and, and you know having a chance to meet Crime Time last year. Um, but more content will be uh, coming in the near future once, you know, things are uh, in the right direction. But always you can find me on my Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all my social media at the same... At and Twitter at the same uh, handle at the T H A real Doctor D O C T A D at the real Doctor D. There you go, and uh, you know we appreciate you, and that is the hashtag end of story at this point yes. in time. Um, yes. And we appreciate you, Doc. Uh, thank you so much. You stay safe and healthy. Um, we'll keep following, doing what you're doing, and um, we will talk to you very soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Love, love, love y'all. Love the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Indeed. End of story. Thanks a lot, Thank brother. You, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. D squared. <laughs> you got it. Peace. All right. Uh, so a nice another surprise there for the boys, Doctor yeah. D. I know this first segment has been going on quite a while. I know you all are uh, itching like- to hear Joe Clunk. I mean, we we're going to do it because you know Joe Clunk is going to just take it out of the ballpark, but. Um, what do you think? You're a pretty good podcast so far. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that seemed like one of the shorter uh, segments that we've ever done. In this <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, good I mean, we appreciate y'all hanging with us. Episode 84, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. We are going to be right back. We're going to put in, uh, come out Joe Clunk, the man they call Joe, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some Hall of Fame people, some Hall of Fame matches, and a couple of other random tangents, which we like to do. We will be back. All right, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, we're going to try this again. We're having some technical difficulties, but that never stopped us before. We have a very special guest returning to our podcast for the first time in quite a while, but he's a very busy man. He's very in demand. He is one of the key players in EWA Pro Wrestling. He's a timekeeper. He's a historian. He's a commentator he does it all ladies and gentlemen the man they call joe clunk joe welcome back oh okay yeah i'm 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 some of those things i'm i'm not a gentleman or a scholar though uh (laughs) i called you uh, nothing i i I, i'm sorry madam i said nothing i have a technical difficulty by the way Um, (laughs) all right then well how you doing joe Taxes? 
don't want to catch that. That yeah, so, I, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a shoot. I think that whole thing. That's, that, that's yeah. just a shoot. That's a shoot, all right. <laughs> but uh, how yeah. you doing? You safe? You well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's um. Well, you should. Well, you should know this. The uh, um, we uh, we at DWA, we did the uh, the Great Maryland Bash on the weekend of July fourth, July fifth. Sure uh, did. You were there for the first. You were there for the first day. Uh, I, doing some rep work. I was incognito. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I was yeah. behind the mask. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I'm supposed to. <laughs> no, that's. That's not yeah, kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not oh, kayfabe. Okay. <laughs> somebody look like you. That, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. No, but I'm uh, glad EWA Pro Wrestling did that. Looks like uh, had a good time. Had the Sweet 16 tournament going on at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how did all that shake out? I know there was a lot of people viewing in from time to time, and you know when I went back and looked at both uh, both recordings, both shows online, it was. Uh, becoming a very good sensation. It was getting shared a lot. It was getting viewed a lot. Did you see it was, uh, it was booming? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, like, every company, uh, during this, this, uh, this past four or five months period, you know, the one thing that, uh, I think everybody can agree on is they want to get back to doing, you know, shows in front of uh, a live audience, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. Of course, you know, you can't per se you know, safety, safety concerns, anything like that. So you got to try to make the best of a bad situation. And uh, in in our case, when uh, phase two went into effect and it was, you know, sort of, it was reported that, you know, uh, gyms and, uh, you know, certain facilities like that could be opened up, uh, you know, we figured that it was, uh, you know, it was about time to... Uh, to uh, resume the training and uh, let the let the training uh, commence. So you know that was uh, some preparation time uh, that uh, commenced before uh, July fourth and July fifth. Uh, and you know when we started the show, um, uh, I gotta tell you first off, I'm you know I do the, the announcing for the uh, the paint factory exhibitions and uh i'm my own worst critic i won't beat myself up more than than anybody else could beat me up as far as that as, as far as like judging my performance goes uh you know uh for, for example um uh jacob one of our students at the uh paint factory uh second day he comes up to me and he says uh hey i want you to uh, when you watch my match with john Burr, do the uh, uh, do the commentary. Watch for my uh, last chancery, the the submission maneuver, because I'm gonna, gonna try to hit that early. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so be aware and call, you know, and, and you know, try calling that. And uh, I told him, you know, uh, thank you for reminding me because uh, um, it was one of the exhibitions in October or November, I think it was. Um, he did that, oh, the last chancery. And for some reason, I called it catalutilation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a difference. You know, the, the last chancery, you, you're facing your opponent. You, you know, you swing over and you are cranking on the head and neck in a bridge. Uh, 
calculation the opposite direction, you're underhooking the guy's arms and you are flipping in the, the opposite direction, you mm-hmm. know, so... So for whatever reason, I you know I I, I can't get my cattle mutilations from my uh, last chance jury straight. Well, day one, day one, I uh, called um uh, I think it was uh, Tyler Moore. Tyler Moore did cattle mutilation. I called her the friggin' last chance jury. So I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, if it if that's you know, the worst, uh, that's the worst thing that happened throughout your commentary. Oh, I gotta say that's oh, yeah. not bad. Well, the first well, the first day I felt I felt pretty good, you know, after not having done it for uh, um, you know probably like six months up to that point. Uh, the second day, I will I will say the heat was brutal on both days. Yeah. The second the second day was brutal, and uh, with the capital B, and I could feel like myself that, that I didn't feel like I was, you know, I was like, you know, with it, definitely when you get it in your head that, you know, like, man, it's hot, you know, and she's really going to wrap this up, you know, and it's, it, you know, it's it, little things like that, you will definitely, uh, it will definitely um, take a toll on you. The only, the only thing that I told myself was, uh, the only way it could be worse for me is if I was actually in the ring performing, and I give them I give uh, uh, you know all the all the workers all the credit in the world for going in there um, on you know relatively short notice and in conditions that you know I don't think any uh, I don't think any wrestling promotion there is like such things as perfect conditions right but definitely like adverse conditions so we we definitely had some adverse conditions there and. Everybody involved from top to bottom on the list. They, they, I think we put out a, a hell of an effort. I think there was um, there were some good matches the first day. Uh, we had two absolute uh, bangers in uh, Rico Diamante and uh, uh, Tiberius Sykes and Eel O'Neill and uh, Joey Ibanez, who I mangled his last name uh, numerous times. <laughs> that's that was one of those effects of the heat. Uh, but, you know, I think you know, all in all, it was a great effort. And, uh, um, just like everybody else, what we're looking forward to is, A, getting back in front of a live audience. But uh, until that time comes, you know, just trying to um, find days where, you know, uh, a little bit of content can be shot here, a little bit can be shot there. Obviously not in front of a live audience. And, uh, you know, just sort of, Knock the rust off everybody, and you know, keep keep them uh, in tune with uh, the goals that they have. You know? Yeah, and it's a good thing too because uh, you know, from from top to bottom, it's an agreement. You know, if anybody's sick, don't come. You know, it's the honor system. It's uh, and you know we're, we're you know making sure we're checking each other out and uh, being safe with everybody and it's uh, it's a very good thing you know the EWA Pain Factory is still a place up and running now as far as back up and running to go if you want to be training uh, to be a wrestler referee manager announcer anything like that uh, or in just in the business of pro wrestling it's a place to go. And uh, it's it's great that EWA Pro Wrestling and there's several other promotions that are doing it too, um, are trying oh, yeah. to keep the spirit alive, um, you know, during this time. Because who knows what's going to happen when? But um, you know, if anybody can figure it out, you know, uh, Jim Christian, who's been in the business 
a lot longer than we've both been alive. Um, you know, he's he's well. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying he's been in the business a long time, and he knows it. And you know, we all know it. So if there's any way to get you know around and pass something, you know, he'll do it. And uh, the silver fox. The silver <laughs> fox, indeed. Yeah. So. Yeah, check it out, and especially on the EWA Pro Wrestling Facebook page, you know, like it, follow it, subscribe to it, and uh, you can check out the action. I think the videos are still up from day one and day two of the Great Maryland Bash, um, and I think we're going to be doing it again uh, sometime in the near future, aren't we, Joe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing, um, I'm hearing that uh, uh, August definitely there's going to be, uh, there's definitely going to be a date. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not the I'm not gonna say uh, for sure or whatever, but you know, you may wanna you may wanna be around your uh, your computer, you know, in, um, uh, on Facebook Watch, you know, you know, 7 p.m. August 1st, you know, that that's a possibility. Yeah, you may be, man. Yeah, you know, I'm not to be too exact, too on the button, you know. Uh, of course, things can change, you know. So so that it it could need to be a liar, but you know, <laughs> I, I've heard that toss. Yeah, uh, just uh, follow the Especially. Facebook page. Yeah, just uh, check out the events. EWAMaryland.com is still going. And uh, what I'd like to do, Joe, before we uh, wrap it up and take it home here as a, a very uh -oh. special guest of the uh, uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to put uh -oh. you on the spot for a little bit. So here's, here's what I got. Um, you and I and, and several other uh, folks have a lot of good memories back from the late 90s, early 2000s, um, and, and we won't go into specifics, but if you've li listened to Bruce Pritchard's and, uh, and Conrad Thompson's podcast, sometimes Conrad will come out and say, you know, pull out a character from the past and put Bruce on the spot. So, uh, oh, oh. what I'd like... Say you rumored in your window was, uh, was a bound. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is what I'd like to do. If um, if Gordy Soiled would be uh, around today uh, during this pandemic, uh, and he was calling a wrestling match in a hundred degree heat at the EWA Pain Factory, what uh, what would be? His, you know, opening statement to the crowd as we as we come in on Facebook Live, Gordy Soiled, how old are you, and what are you saying to the EWA crowd? What are you saying to the world of professional wrestling uh, right he, now? Yeah, he's not trying to cramp this importance into something, right? Um, <laughs> no, but I guess I would say that uh, we are here at the Payne Factory where uh, Gordy Soiled is going to be calling the matches for you tonight. And uh, if you don't know of uh, my expertise, uh, I have been around this business uh, for about, I would say, good 176 years. Uh, been around since the days of Abe Lincoln becoming NWA champion. Uh, definitely have called some of his great matches. Uh, unfortunately, they have only played for lost the time they have obviously not been committed to film but I can tell you right up here they are right up in the old coconut and uh, that's where I will remember them and uh, hopefully you all will enjoy uh, what we have in store here at the great Maryland Bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, thank you. I, I needed that. <laughs> it's been. Put <laughs> your hand out of my wallet. <laughs> hey. Oh my God. Oh. Oh, it's gonna be WrestleMania 37 by the time. <laughs> oh man, thank you very much for that. This is where I just start dumping out, you know, just just non sequitur, you know, quotes for for next five minutes, and so you just hang up. <laughs> what's What's great about now now? For those of you that probably don't know what we're talking to, there might be a few out there, but, uh, you know, the uh, when, when, back, back in the day, we created some characters, and they were, you know, to uh, glorify some of the, the greatest characters that we knew of growing up, and and uh, Gordon Soley, absolutely one of the greatest of all time, and uh, Joe Clunk right here came up with Gordy Soiled, and... Uh, uh-huh. He his three fourths of the other personalities that uh, that uh, grace the grace the uh, uh, UDWF at one point or another. I, I did have a bit of a um, uh, you know bit of a uh, multiple personality disorder oh, uh, back in those days. You sure did. We all did. As a matter of fact, we uh, were all changing personalities uh, on camera, off camera, sometimes at the same time. Uh, it just just incredible stuff. Um, and, yeah. and lots of fun, and, good times, and uh, yeah, and you know, you know, you know, back in those days, you know, like uh, cause any, you know, obviously political correctness is, uh, you know, kind of the way of the land, and there, oh boy, you know, there's a, there's a, there's, there are some things that were said, some things that were uh, were done, and uh, you know, uh, and right down to the name, you know, it, it, you know, I, I when I And you did a damn good job of it, and we had a we <laughs> and we had a damn good time doing all that, and we lived to tell the tale. Seventy-four years, <laughs> and the age oh. changed every time, and uh, you know, you just never knew how old he was going to be or where it was going to come you know, from. You know who else has been around a very long time, and that's uh, that's Terry Funk. Oh my goodness! You know, he'd have a lot to say about the eye versus eye match coming up. You know. Yeah. What 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 would uh Jerry Lawler <laughs> you're trying to take out my damn eye. My eye <laughs> These people don't know anything about eyes. Ray Mysterio, Seth Rollins, and I for an eye, I'll tell you you ain't sucking dog. <laughs> I for an eye. 
Oh, but my eye hurts. I actually got something in it. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Mrs. Guerrero's chili. Mm. Oh, my God. Don't ask me, don't ask me why it's at Terry Bunch's house, but. Oh. Uh, as long as you were drinking a Coors Light at the same time, I think it was all right. Oh my goodness! Well, Joe, thank thank you very much for uh, joining us on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. This is another form of uh, entertainment that's still alive through the pandemic. Four four years going strong. Uh, we're on our way to one. Yeah, right. That's what it's all about. Oh my God, we're trying, we're trying. But um, hey, definitely uh, keep doing what you're doing with EWA Pro Wrestling. I was glad to uh, have uh, been able to kind of open the door when I was back in there, and I'm trying to get back in myself. You know, do a little bit here and there. But uh, you know, started out as the timekeeper. Now you're doing that and so much more. So uh, I'm so glad to so glad to see you still doing your thing. I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to uh, come out to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And, uh, you caught the tater. Yep. You, you finally caught him. You caught the tater. <laughs> uh, um, uh, they they call, uh, the, gonna... call my son Tater Tot. Yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever take a crap and just feel 10 pounds like <laughs> Oh uh, my God! I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad that you know. I you know. Hopefully, everybody can you know get through this on the other side and uh, you know uh, make their way with their their health intact. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that are uh, you know that are not as fortunate, but uh, you know, it's just you know try to stay safe, do what you're doing, uh, wear your damn mask, people. <laughs> Listen to the man they call Joe Clunk. Listen to the man. <laughs> That's all right. I appreciate you, Joe. Hang out for a couple seconds after we cut here. I appreciate you. Uh, the man they call Joe Clunk. There he is. EWA Pro Wrestling. Check it out. May or may not be on August 1st at 7 p.m. on EWA Pro Wrestling, EWA Facebook, EWA Maryland. Com. And uh, thank you very much, Joe. We'll be back with more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast right after this musical interlude. And we're back on the you, dirty... 
Damn it. On the dirty, how am I not? I don't know this out of every 84 episodes. Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly. And we are joined live in the mansion by the one and only CM Funk. And uh, shout outs to Jim and Jason. And also shout out to Joe Clunk for giving us that uh, 20 minutes of uh, interesting stuff and, and characters and everything he did. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and you shout out to Doc D, who was on a little bit earlier. The Dr. D. And also shout out to the gun show, Mason Walls. Shout out to everybody for listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google us and find us anywhere. So, all right, we're going to talk a couple of things uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier, and then we're going to wrap it up and take it home so we can all let people do what they're doing. Um, I so, got some Hall of Fame guys on here. You do. Hold yeah. that thought for one second because we got to talk about Patrick Mahomes getting $45 million a year. Um, it, it, what happened? I we're good. We, 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 yeah. are, man, man down. Man down. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, y'all, y'all heard about Patrick Mahomes, who is the quarterback for the um, was the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the uh, Super Bowl last year. Chiefs, that's getting, a name that pretty much should change. Uh, you know, maybe hey, we were talking about the Indians earlier. Yeah. Um, well, so I don't know the exact number, but it came out to like five hundred million dollars over ten years. Uh, okay, so we got COVID, we got all this unemployment, we got fraud and unemployment. We got people that aren't working. We got people that can't feed their families. We got kids that we don't know if they're going to go back to school and when. But we got a guy getting paid $500 million. So let's just go around the room and talk about that for a minute. Big Ugly, we'll start with you. Um, way too get, much money. Getting, getting that money? I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that's... Like where, like, hmm. like, where is that money coming from? And who's yeah. going to pay that back? Yeah, that's, like, a, that, that's a lot. I guess he, he's definitely like got to be the highest paid now, right? I, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a couple others that are getting a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, but like, I know Ezekiel nobody. Elliott got a huge, huge contract from the Dallas. But they ain't nobody getting paid like that. Yeah, $500. Like, what do you got? I ain't going to see $45 in the next three. You know what I'm saying? Like, $45 million, $50 million a year. That's crazy. Like, why? Like, is, is somebody playing a professional sport... Is that is that I mean, is it worth it? Like, where does the money come from? Like, how does that justify? I mean, Plus, it, the salary cap on a team, like the rest of the team, yeah. that support the quarterback, they ain't gonna get paid as much because the quarterback's right. getting all this money. And I think that that's always a danger because it's like you 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 pay this person this much money because you assume that their their skill set is going to keep your team at the top. And so, if your team is at the top, that means people are buying more merchandise. Your games are selling out. You know, people just having a better overall interest in your team because you're a winner. But on the flip side, it is still a team sport. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're paying this person all this money, as you said, then you don't have the money to pay other key players in in other positions. And you know, your one your one person cannot carry it all alone. So right. And what if that one person gets hurt? And what if the TV ratings aren't where they were because there's not right. fans yeah. in the stands? Yeah, injury is always a risk. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it is. And I mean, especially with a quarterback. And if you're not paying your offensive line as much as you could be paying them, they're not going to be protecting their quarterback that well. I know he can run and scramble, but yeah. yeah. Shit. I mean, listen, I have to assume that Come they on. made the decision wisely, and so they must be able to afford the other I star so. players is what? CM Funk? So I'm just I'm sitting here and I apologize for not uh, speaking up a little sooner, but I'm I'm looking at the contract breakdown because I, I was curious because I didn't really down. I didn't really see what how it was being divvied up and yeah. everything. Well, apparently he's making very little in his base salary and all. That's how it's broken down. It's all in roster bonuses. So as long as he stays on the Kansas City Chiefs roster, that's when he starts making his money. And mm. I'm talking like. 25, 35, 45 million dollars a year 
just from being on the roster. Hmm. His base salary doesn't hit $10 million in for another, uh, was it, seven years? He's still uh, in his rookie contract. Yes. Well, he's not anymore. The, oh. This contract that replaces was the, that. Oh, that, yeah, was, that was it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so reality is, like, it's all going to be depending on performance and all. I mean, most contracts obviously are. I mean, you know, if you're not performing, you get cut. So if Mahomes becomes, you know, the next Tom Brady, truly becomes the next Tom Brady or whatever, then he'll see most of that money. Um, it looks like there's about 140 of the 450 million that's guaranteed at all, no matter what happens. Yeah. So, um, so he's still getting paid. Yeah. You know, but I mean, quarterbacks tend to have lo- longevity. Yeah. So it's yeah. just it doesn't always mean he'll stay good for that long. It, that's the yeah. Exactly. The he's got a lot of good pieces around him that make that yeah. offense dynamic, and it's not yeah. just um, you know him. I mean, he's got a great tight end. He's got good receivers. He's got a good uh, running game. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot like Lamar Jackson too. Like Lamar Jackson's right. got some good pieces around him and all. You know, and of course Lamar's got that scrambling ability. Patrick yeah. Mahomes isn't as much of a scrambler. No. You know, he's really more of a pocket and guy. That's so. what I was concerned about Lamar specifically because that can't. That's not going to last. No, can't. That scramble. No, it's he's not. Twenty-two last. years old right now, yeah. but that don't last. Yeah. No, I mean the only way it lasts is if you're like a, a Russell Wilson type scrambler, when you're only doing it when you absolutely have to. Not every other yeah. play. Yeah, but that La- is his game. Right, Lamar's yeah. game is, is, is running. running the ball. Yeah. You know, so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, look at RG three. You know, I mean, he made it one year basically. Right. right yeah. You know, so. Um, mm. You know, but and that just uh, it leads to you know what we were just talking about uh, yeah, as well with the you know the Ravens are you know NFL is going to play they cut their whole preseason but they're going to play and they're you know the Orioles are you know sixty games I think the and Major League Baseball uh, NBA is coming coming back with their season with their playoffs hockey's coming back you know no not so, anything played and everything's played in Canada uh, and they're doing their championships so. Are sports going to be as highly viewed and as marketable right now when it's only going to be on television and streaming? Because there's really going to be no fans in any kind of stadiums or anything like that. Do you think it'll be as big as it could have been? I, I or, think so, man. I think that yeah. I think that you're going to have a surge Maybe of even people more so to watch it because watch it. we've been stripped of it for most of the year. And, and most of the money that these franchises rake in are from the TV deals that are already right. in existence. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Because the bulk of the fans are not the ones going to. Right, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, when you get, I mean, stadium ticket prices and concessions <laughs> and all that, yes, that d- definitely gets into it. But but the majority of the money that these uh, teams, you know, get, it's straight out of these TV contracts that are already in place. So, yeah. you know, so from a financial standpoint, yeah, these guys are these, bill- will, these billionaires are fine. They're they're so, fine. They're like the people on the upper echelon are fine. But will will this like take? I mean, I know the seasons are shorter and right now. But will the the you know the initial shock? You're going to watch TV the first time. You're going to watch first couple of games, first whatever. Will will it wear off? You know what I mean? Like baseball, that's a sixty game season. You know, you normally it's a hundred and sixty two game season. So, I mean. I'm hoping it doesn't because I'll be watching some of it. I don't know if I'll be watching all of it because is it is it really as exciting to watch on television? I hear they're going to try to pump in crowd noise. <laughs> they're going to put fake cardboard well, people in the stands. You know, well, like, they've done, weird they, stuff. They've, they've done that with um, the European soccer leagues, yeah. and like most of them are finishing up their seasons and all. Like they already started, and and it's not bad. You know, the first time you hear it, yeah, it's a little awkward mm-hmm. and all, but it's not as awkward as listening to the WWE pump in fans. <laughs> you know, so, um, There's know, 15 people in the crowd. But suddenly you hear tweet three thousand. Yeah, so I, I, I'll be honest. I think baseball has a chance to benefit the most from it because it is a shorter season. Because the baseball season being one hundred sixty-two games normally, 
it's a long season, yeah. and like you, you just get drained from it. But sixty, yeah, yeah, you might, uh, you might. Plus, have people into it a little bit. Baseball's more. been kind of on the downswing for the last couple of years. I mean, as far as you know, attendance anyway. Um, you know, we went to the Billy Joel concert last year, and that was the most highly attended uh, thing at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, probably by a long shot. Um, is it so, baseball as a whole, or is it just the Orioles that's on the downside? I mean, there's a couple of teams. <laughs> it's baseball as a whole, but... Yeah, yeah, well, Orioles can't lose 100 games this year. That's what I can say. So there you go. See, but it's already a It's win. already a positive. But no, <laughs> nor, just baseball as a whole has been not as popular as it once was, I What think. do you think? Is it because there's not the star players anymore? Do you Like, what do you think? Part of it. Lack of personalities? Uh, lack of personalities, franchises. Because, I mean, like, take, a, take a guy like Cal Ripken. You know, I mean, we had that guy for a long time, and then we also had a couple of other people in and out, but we always had Cal Ripken at the base. Then now after that, you know, the team has been kind of good at times several years ago, but we never had that guy. You know, we never had that one guy who was a franchise player. And the one guy that we actually did have, Chris Davis, kind of let everybody down. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's two reasons why – Baseball is is struggling the way that it does, and uh, not to stay on this for forever. No, so, fine. Um, but one one reason is the the steroid era. Yeah, you know, people still feel the effects of that. You know, being kind of uh, you know bamboozled by the you know the Barry Bonds and the Alex Rodriguez and the Mark McGuire's and Sammy Sosa's. You know, with with all that you know kind of deal. I think that has still affected people. And then I think the second thing is there are no. I shouldn't say no, but there are basically no teams that have players that are just strictly one uniform players. You know, not to the Cal Ripken point, like Cal Ripken, straight Oriole all the time. You sure. Know, you, you had a chance to grow up and love the person. You look at sports in general now, players switch teams so often. How can you have any kind of, like, you know, love for a team when you don't know who the team is just the next year? You know? Right. You get and used to them one year, and then the next year they're gone. And baseball is the absolute worst. It's worse than football. Basketball, you know, all those other um, sports. And that's in, true. In my opinion. And that also you know, brings a team solidarity and a team chemistry and the same thing. You know, how are you going to know uh, which team is going to flourish? It's going to be the team with the most money because they're going to put, you know, together the, the highest paid players, which is usually the Yankees or somebody like that. Um, you know, other teams are getting, you know, getting their shot. Um, really happy for Washington doing what they did. But it's just crazy. Like, you're right. Like, there's no. You don't know what you're going to see, and uh, that, that's that's hard to find. You know, even with other guys on our team, like there was the guys that stayed on our team for quite a long time, um, ten years maybe. You know, at, at some point in time, uh, Greg Olson, you know, our closer at one point in time, um, you know, plays uh, Brady Anderson, who's still part of our organization in one way or another. It's hard, man, but I, I love baseball. I do, and I would I love to go to a game. We just, we can't. But, <laughs> right, right. but uh, not right now, anyway. Yeah, but I think that that's why Big Ugly. There's two reasons that he was saying, but I'm hoping I'll be watching it when it comes on just to see what's going on. Yeah, and I think you, I, we think we should all check it out. You know, it's going to be different. We haven't been able to watch baseball except on reruns. You know, on classic TV or whatever. So and, for and, something fresh and the um, basketball and the hockey thing, they're going to succeed because. Nobody watches the regular season of those things anyway. You're right. It's all about the playoffs. That's 100% that, 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 true. Yeah, so it's just like watching Mar- March Madness. You know, that's yeah. all this is. It's a tournament. So, boom, people yeah. are going to be invested yeah. in it. I'm not way. Like, I like basketball, but I really only care about it when playoffs come around. That's right. when I'm yeah. invested. Yeah. yeah. And that's how many games. What, yep. And that's what you just said about the long season with the, you know, they, they, we're going to get to the playoffs pretty quickly. And at, at 60 games, it's going to be done in three months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe it's less than that. So, yeah. Uh, be interesting to see what happens. So, 
there's a lot of money floating around major leagues and, and, and baseball and hockey and all these other sports. So let's just hope that uh, some of that money can go back into our economies and, you know, get people back on the road to recovery again. This COVID thing is not over. Um, let, let's not get in wars about masks. Uh, there's another one. I think you want to try another one now, which is uh, that's a uh, okay. That now that see he's the chairman of uh, of no you're not the chairman. I thought it looked like a Parker to me. Nope, nope. It's got teeth. It looks like a skull. It looks yeah. like a, it looks like a Mexican mask. Oh it oh duh stupid one more Zero Fiero. No. no god damn sorry no, I'm Parker. You got to go old school on this one. How old am I going? How older like, than La Parca? Older than La Parca. Not a whole lot older, but older. Wow. You're think, gonna have to... think, think, think of uh, somebody's first character before the good father, before the godfather, before Kamami Oh my god, is that Papa Shango? It's Papa Shango. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. I did not yeah. notice. I, I see that yeah. mask and I thought, you know, you know where I was going with La Parca. And, yeah, uh, right, I thought it was La Parca. Yeah. Wow. No, I, wish I, I wish I could find a La Parca one. Yeah. I'd bring it pretty own, much is. I mean, I'd bring be. my own chair and everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> They so that's a uh, pro wrestling tease. Pro wrestling yeah. Go, go wow. buy a face mask. I got uh, this one was made a fashion just like uh, you know Kristen made all this stuff for us for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling. This was fashioned out of Impact Wrestling. One of my old T-shirts. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's nice. a that's pretty cool like design that. there, and it's a pretty uh, you know it's made out of the old T-shirt. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat, actually. Nice. Um, Fye has opened back up. There's only two or three left in the world that I know of, um, but uh, the one in Harford Mall actually. There was an Ultimate Warrior T-shirt, and it was uh, it had the American logo on it on the okay. Ultimate Warrior face. It was two dollars. Had to buy it, um, and uh, she's going to turn that into a mask for me too. So pretty, pretty thin T-shirt. So that's oh, pretty, pretty cool. Sweet. Sweetness. Wear your masks. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world. Just do it. All right. So let's uh, take it home here with our Hall of Fame discussion. And uh, you got a list of names, Big Ugly, so we'll just uh, kind of go through yes and no and yeah. if we got some explanations. All right. Go for it, man. So, We've done this last couple weeks. It's been fun. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So hopefully I didn't repeat anybody because I, I have not been keeping track of who I was. I'm just been thinking about people and put. Sorry, it. Right. our opinions could change by the time. Right, exactly. Right. You know, yeah. and thank exactly. you, Billy Gunn, for right, understanding. Exactly. I'm sorry, <laughs> Billy Gunn's a full horn hall of famer yeah. now. Ah, uh, so. he is. He's in. He's uh, been in. I'm giving him the ring too. And uh, you know, I swerved <laughs> you on our truth. I swerved you on that one. Yeah, you did. You All right, let's do it. True. All right. First person. Did you see Randy Orton put over our truth by yeah, the way? Yeah, oh yeah. my god. I'm sorry. You got to watch that if you haven't seen it. Randy Orton and uh uh, uh Rick Flair Rick put hard. Are you talking about uh when he told Takeras says I would go the other way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he yeah. They, they, they in the backstage promo and out front put over our truth like hardcore. Just awesome. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So, uh first guy, Tommy Dreamer. Hmm. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I was actually leaning yes as well. I'm a 50-50 for a second. I but mean, he's the, he's the, uh, he's the innovator, innovator of violence. violence. So, I mean, why, he, he's why gone a lot of different companies and helped out. And he's been you know more than hardcore, actually. Yeah. He was a little bit of a dick to me one time. Uh, but actually, no, it wasn't him. It was the other guy. But it was the other, it was association. But I do say Tommy Dreamer goes in. Who's the other guy? There were people working in an organization. No, I can't. <laughs> it's actually an indie wrestler that I don't remember very oh, well. Okay. As another right, indie no wrestler. Cares about him anyway. right. Hey now. <laughs> I care about Tommy Dreamer though, because he was nice to me. So anyway, go ahead. Alright. Next guy, Chavo Guerrero. Hmm. I think did Eddie go in posthumously already? Yes. I think Los Guerreros could go in. And I think uh maybe even um 
Chavo Senior, you know, like as a group. The Guerrero, maybe, Guerrero family. The Guerrero family, Vicky. You know, as a whole, I think maybe not Chavo by himself. Yeah, Vic, Vicky can't because she's Nyla Rose's manager now. Damn it. So, You're right. AEW. I would but still anyway, say. Uh, but I think the Guerrero family could go in. I actually like Chavo by himself. Really? Okay, you'll take Chavo. Yeah, I would put Chavo in. Okay. Good hand. I, I got nothing against Chavo. I really don't, but I just, I no, mean. And Pepe. Pepe would have to induct him, <laughs> his, his riding Didn't horse. Pepe get eaten? I mean, I feel I, like. Uh, thrown in a wood check. I feel oh, like okay. Chavo as a whole, I mean, he was never the marquee yeah. guy, but I mean, when we think about how far back his story goes and, you know, being with WCW and. Yeah, I think and he, he had a good w career. He had a good like run with a lot of different companies, companies actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I would I'd be okay with it, but I just don't see it happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next guy, Gregory Holmes, Hurricane Sugar Shane. Oh. He's so cool, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. Stand back. There's not a hurricane coming in. <laughs> really? Hall of Fame. Yeah. No Hall of Fame for him. No. So he and just kind of peaked at the hurricane, and then it's just kind of like fizzled out. And, and he's even come back to do other things. So too. so hold on, but but we talked about this with people like Coco Beware, the Boogeyman. Like these these gimmicks that are just unforgettable, and they go in off of that alone. You wouldn't put Hurricane in that category. I don't no. think it's been done. Think, yeah, uh, I don't think he quite gets there as okay. as, as much as a, the, the longevity hasn't been there. Wasn't no. there for for Helms. I think it's more of a there was a hit and miss kind of thing for him. Yeah, especially since he didn't live. Uh, he tried to change the character up a couple times. But if it was the goofy superhero, the whole thing, the whole time, I still don't say it's a Hall of Famer, but I, I love it, though. I, yeah. It could come back tomorrow yeah. and be relevant. Yeah. I mean, I love the Hair King. I, I love mean, him, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, trying to choke slam the Big Show, I mean, that stuff was, yeah, okay. I love yeah. everything he does. But I just is, don't is, think it's... Is Doink the Clown in the Hall of Fame? No, but he should be. Right, well, I agreed. But like Doink's not and the original like, Doink, I don't. I mean, there's know, been a million people to me. Yeah, Hurricane's kind of that same thing. He's, you know, Doink should already be in. You know, right. so you know, I kind of feel the same way though. If, if Doink's not in, Hurricane shouldn't be in. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. What is going on outside? Sounds of Sounds like Jumanji. Welcome <laughs> to Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. It's very unnerving now. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm not a. Yeah. So somebody uh is knocking. It's the Haunted Mansion. It's like a yeah. We're uh, preparing on. for the uh, horror show that well, is extremely That is the horror show because we got a bass happening through here. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's a weird noise. Yeah, it's a weird noise. Somebody yeah. uh, down the bo- on the other floor of the mansion is getting busy. I don't I'll know say, what it is. People seem to be having fun. Whatever. Hopefully, yeah. when you guys you know take out the mansion, watch out for security because... yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so this, ne- this next person, um, more of a newer person, controversial CM Punk. I'm gonna say yeah. I he, think he would deserve to be in. Yeah, he deserves to be in, but he's gonna be a, he's gonna be like a macho man. You know, it's gonna be years and years and years before he finally gets in. Right. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think he. You know, he had that contract with Fox, and now backstage is gone. I don't think he's. You know, the, the bridge with the WWE, but I think he deserves to go in. Gotcha. Okay. Here's another one. Female Tori. Not Tori Wilson, but the Tori that used to be with, with DX Kane and, and Kane. Yeah. yeah. The Tori that was the fake Sable. Yeah. Is that the same one? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yes. Kind of. <laughs> eh. Yeah, no, nah. nah, I would. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, no, if we're sitting here trying to remember who she is, then that doesn't. Yeah, that's who it no is. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's no, no good. Okay. All right, uh, Spike Dudley. Hmm. Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, I, 
I'd have liked to see him go in with the Dudleys, with with Devon and, and Bubba Ray. So should yeah. go with the Dudleys. Okay. Yeah, but since they're already in, I Spike. Well, I don't think Spike. Yeah, did. I didn't know the Dudleys went in. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, a couple years back. Okay, they were inducted. Yeah, I do remember that. No, but uh, and Spike wasn't even there. I thought he would even. Yeah. yeah, no, no, okay. not by himself. All right, he's out. Shelton, though. Shelton Benjamin. Hmm. Uh, Shelton ben- Benjamin's mama might be Hall of Fame, but. Uh, uh, they, they they messed him up so bad. Like when if they would have kept him on the right track, maybe when they put him over Triple H on that first night on Raw that he came over and a draft and everything, and he beat Triple H like clean. Like I was like, oh man, this guy's going to the, yeah. the top. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> married, uh, and yeah. he became a glorified uh, mid carter for a yeah. while. Uh, Triple H had some words with somebody back there. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, you Triple know Triple H was probably the one trying to put him over, and it was yeah, somebody, I know, like, yeah. It was Somebody the other. Else it was just, the other one that, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, nah, nah. no Shelton Benjamin. All yeah. right, that's a good questions, man. Yeah. You're bringing up good stuff. I yeah. love this. I love this game. All right, Hornswoggle. I'm, I might say yeah. Where Where are you on this? Like, yeah, <coughs> I might say yeah. Oh, which one? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't really been putting my input in. Yeah, so going back, Spike Dudley, I would say no. Shelton Benjamin, I also say no. Hornswoggle. I'm going to say yeah. I think I think Hornswoggle is pretty pretty freaking memorable. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And and he brought back something that uh, and you know midget wrestling was like that that funny gimmick that was the haha thing way back when. Right. And then you saw him every now and again, but he brought back a segment that we haven't seen in a while, and then that led to you know all over the world like you know midget wrestlers coming back and doing stuff and legitimate stuff, not just not just gimmicks. And there's like a whole bunch of them that still live underneath the ring. Well, I mean, they always do. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I would I, say Hornswoggle, Swagger should be in, the yeah. bastard right. son of Vince McMahon. <laughs> so well, this this tag team been around for a while. They ran through a bunch of gimmicks and then got <laughs> ran out of the, out of the uh, company. Primo and Epico. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Nah. Yeah. No. No. I think they were good for what they did, but they're not all famous. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. No. All right. That was easy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Santino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Santino Morales should be in. He should be in. And yeah. he should be inducted by Santino. Right. That, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the, gosh, the woman that'd gimmick. The best, yeah. uh, that'd be the best. No, he, he was revolutionary, man. And that, you know, he started with, they pulled him out of the crowd. Of course, he's been an independent professional wrestler before that, but... What he came out and beat what was it Umaga Umaga on that the, first uh, night for the IC title IC title yeah it was the uh, the Milan Miracle right but then he ran through a lot of different things and he played everywhere and I think he could uh, and he's, he's he's like he's like a Mick Foley though like all of his characters like worked and made sense and yeah. put him over you know I mean are they as memorable as Mick Foley no I mean I'm not comparing him straight up you know but. You know, I mean, people people know the Cobra, you know. The, yeah, the, I mean. Santina, you know, I mean, people know these things, like, so. And he had another, he had a big impact, too, um, you know, outside of the business and backstage. So, yeah, I'd say yeah. Jamie Noble. Mm. Not yet. Yeah. I don't know. All I can see is him getting powerbombed on the outside by Sheamus, like, in his <laughs> last match. Like, that's all I can remember <laughs> from uh, Jamie Noble. That, well, that's probably his, all he I can remember, remember too up until that point. Oh, yeah. Ray, Ray Nidia. I forgot yeah. about her. Yeah, they had the white trash kind of game. Yeah. yeah. No offense. Yeah, no. Well, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Although he's an agent oh, yeah. now and he's done a lot of cool things. Yeah. But, well, he did J&J security. He did. More recently, yeah. Oh, right, right. Forgot about uh, that J&J. too. J&J. Uh, Joe Mercury. All right, so next person, Tyson Kidd. 
career kind of got cut short. Yeah. But mm, I think that's his part family. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. he never really made the impact he could have. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Jushin Thunder Liger? Yes. Uh, he was actually part of the 2020 uh, class. Oh, he was going in. Yeah, oh, he no. did go in. Oh, right. That's so, right. Oh, that's right. Well, technically. He was supposed to go yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. With right. JBL and all those other people. Cool. Two yeah. more. Um, Brian Pillman. You not in already? <sighs> no, he's not. Nah, fine, Brian. No. I actually, I, I actually looked this one up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish his in-ring career would have been longer. I mean, you can't. Like like to the Tyson kid that you can't help what happens with an injury yeah. and all that, but I think his l- lack of in ring longevity would keep him out. His characters were great, even when he was just a good guy with the Bengal striped, uh, you know, uh, sh- trunks on. That's a fifty fifty for me, honestly. I, I probably yeah. know, but he he was able to adapt wherever he went, and he was one of the innovators of. The uh, the cruiserweight style. Yeah. So, but uh, I don't know. Probably not. Not not yeah. No. Probably not. I, I I think I would put him in. I would. I wouldn't mind if he did. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I would love you know, but uh, and I just feel like like he was one of the originators of the Attitude Era before. Yeah. yeah the Attitude exactly. Era. You know, that, and that loose cannon. Yeah. Thing, that right? loose cannon gimmick and it was believable. It yeah. was. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. When but the shooting in Austin yeah. or whatever, man, I thought it happened. Like yeah. so it's like <laughs> I can't ever forget Brian. I flipped yeah, over exactly. to CNN to see when it was going to happen in the news. You know? <laughs> right. He was extremely yeah. adaptable. Yeah. Uh, I, I would. I think Pillman. I don't think he would, but I, I think he. I, I, I would agree. Okay, he did. Yeah. I'll be all right with it. Yeah. All right, last person, Lex Luger. Yeah, yeah, Lex should be in, but there, there's some animosity there somewhere, I guess. You know? That's a damn shame too, because he really turned a corner. I mean, he had his injury, and he's gone through his health problems, and he's like found positivity in the world again. Yeah, but I think it, the bridge is burned right now, and it could be the short. WWE run that he had because he was only there for like a year, you know, or two years or whatever, and all. Like, take Sting out of the equation. That's what I'm but, saying. Sting is in the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah, but 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 that was because of you know. His, I get it. You know, so I don't know. But I think Lex Luger had Luger. that same kind of character right around that time. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, I, think think I would put him in. I think Lex should be in. Have you have you seen any Lex Luger stuff like genuine like like late eighties early nineties Lex Luger stuff? Yeah, I remember. I, I, I probably saw more Lex in WCW. That's where he shined. That's where he shined. Yeah. I mean, yeah. early WCW, pre WWE and after WWE when he because he only had that run. What is it like ninety four, ninety five? Where and that was, was when the, the WWE was really on the bottom skirts. Yeah, when, playing all yeah. the Dukes to Dumpster Drosy yeah. characters and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. I think I'm, I'm more Lex during the uh, you know that. Um, NWO, you know the ninety, yeah, yeah, yeah. 96, 97. Right, he, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Stuff. He was part of he was part of the Wolfpack. He was. Know, right. He was part of every back. NWO actually. Yeah, he was a Four Horsemen before he went to WWE. He was in the Four Horsemen yeah. for a while. You know, yeah. so I mean, he's got he's got the uh, you know credibility. I, you know, I so. think that I think that Lex is probably one a very memorable wrestler, even for people that aren't wrestling fans. You know, yeah, yeah. they know who Lex Luger is. So. And you know, it's a damn shame too because if you watch some of his like back behind the scenes stuff he was never in it for the love of the business not at the beginning anyway he was in it for the paycheck right and he adapted as a bodybuilder to the style of professional wrestling he didn't get it up here Uh, but I mean in the ring you would never know it because he was on like he got it just like Kurt Angle got it when he first got in the ring Lex Luger understood how to play a crowd and how to play an opponent he could go 45 minutes every night and not blow himself up at all I th- I think well, when you hear people talk about him, they doesn't they don't talk about him. In- no, they don't. Yeah. No, no. I, I think Lex's problem is going to be his his 
situation with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, being there when she died, part of her drug problem. I mean, it's his drug problem, too. You know, they were all... So I think, I think you know, it's kind of a political I think that's, thing. Uh, that would be a good dark side of the ring. Elizabeth. Uh, it was. Was it? First, the first season. Oh, you're right. I forgot. There was a Miss Elizabeth. Gotta go back and watch yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So... But that's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't see that side of Lex Luger. I grew up on Lex Luger back in yeah. WCW, NWA stuff. And I think just even from that alone. And then he came over to WWE, had that small run, didn't really make the it. Lex Express. Lex Express, yeah. can't forget that. Um, but I, I do believe he is a Hall of Fame credential. If we if we have just like another minute, I have one, one to add to this <laughs> yeah, yeah, list. Because this is a great, great conversation. I love so it. Um, the one I have, he's about to become the North American champion on NXT. His name's Vacant. I'm just curious if we think Vacant should become a I mean, he's held he's held every title. He's, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I just I was curious. Anyway, wow, I, that's I'm, great. A, I'm a big fan. I think we need to put you know if we're going to put in things, well, let's put, let's put in uh, destinations or places wrestlers are from. Parts unknown. You right. Put that yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. So next time, what I plan to do is uh, I'm going to make a list of more current roster who we okay. think Could from be. watching them now. Who do we think, you know, 20 years from now... Who's a future Hall of Famer? Who's a future Hall of Famer? That's cool. I'm looking now through this In Your House DVD video because I want to look and see, you know, if there's people that belong in the Hall of Fame that aren't necessarily there yet. And we definitely but, should do the uh, the Hall of Fame match thing, you know, right? like you know. Yeah, like Jason, yeah. Jason was yeah. suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. But save, save it you for know, Jason. He brought it up. He should be here to... He know, did. So yeah, he yeah. Was. And also, I probably would rather somebody to see more matches... Yeah, put that together. Well, we'd like Jim and Jason. My match would together. be like uh, Rock Hogan, and then uh, <laughs> Hogan right. Warrior. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm not as as uh, well informed. That's all right. Apollo Cruz MVP. For yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But it has been uh, it has been fun again. Episode 84, gentlemen. Thank you so much. But we you, appreciate you. Real quick though, Go speaking ahead. of matches, you know what? Um, I was listening to Bruce Pritchard podcast, and and I think that, uh, uh, dang, what's the co-host Conrad? Yeah, he brought up something something that I thought was like spot on because he was talking about how like some of the most memorable matches were not actually you know clinics or barn burners you know as far as a skill, but they mm-hmm. were still like the biggest matches that we remember. And it's like you know I think that that is true because in this day and age I feel like we're constantly. You know, especially when we read like Dave Meltzer and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. it's constantly about oh, this they went like forty five minutes, they put on a clinic and all of this stuff, and it's like all of this crazy stuff. But it's like when you look at history, the biggest stuff weren't really Hogan Andre WrestleMania three. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> two well, guys, so two guys that can't move around in the ring, and it yeah. was probably the biggest match ever. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and and like we talked about with the Randy Orton Edge thing, the biggest matches ever. I mean, that one obviously was billed as one of the like the greatest main events of all time, but that actually turned into like the aura of the match. Ninety three thousand people there. It was built up for over the months and months force a year. The movable object. Yeah, yeah, you I can't mean, beat you, that. You know all these things. It's still in the opening montage of WWE. You know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah, can't get away from that. And and there's matches like that, but some of these other matches, you know, some of them might be under the radar, but you know they might be deemed as the greatest matches of all time for one reason or another. Um, I think one day, one of the greatest matches of all time will actually be the the Boneyard match with uh, Undertaker and AJ Styles. Maybe not right now, yeah. But the but way history looks back on that. right, right, and saying that was uh, you know, and after watching the dark side or the you know the documentary on WWE, which was awesome by the way, 
Um, that's a great way to cap off a career. You yeah. can't. It's a game changer. That, that that match itself, just the way that it was filmed and everything yeah. that was done, is a game changer for wrestling. So, so yeah, we'll we'll talk to Jamie and Jason. He'll put together a list for us, and we'll say, hey, are these uh, matches Hall of Fame worthy? And uh, we'll find out why. And uh, Jam and Jason, we thank you for that uh, seg- part of the segment here. We-, we like to call Hall of Fame. Put the uh, <laughs> question mark or the emphasis on the end of it. That's great. But, um, gentlemen, thank you. It has been great hanging with you. Um, I hope you all stay safe and healthy and come back again uh, for episode 85, which we'll do in August, probably right before or after SummerSlam, because we'll have to see where all this goes from the horror show. That will be Extreme Rules. Awesome. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. So uh, let's um, – final thoughts of anything going on in the world, in life. Let's talk Sam uh, Funk final thoughts. Yeah, I got nothing. Just uh, nothing. You know, stay, stay safe, wash your hands, you know, wear a face covering, you know. Uh, Pro Elite. Every, uh, every little bit helps, people. ProWrestlingTees.com. ProWrestlingTees.com. <laughs> I, I second all of that. And, uh, yeah, man, let's uh, get these shows back in the arena. Cause, yes. Uh, <laughs> I can't take much more of this Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> we need to do it. You can always check out. There's live yeah. streaming going on of independent professional wrestling, all, all kinds of. You, you check that out on Facebook, uh, CM Funk, I think, if you if you want. But uh, no. you know, and also again, shout I'm out good. to. <laughs> I'm good. Shout out to yesterday's fun, Brendan, uh, Diego, Ed, all you guys. Thank you so much, and uh, go check out Rehoboth Beach, Bethany Beach, yesterday's fun, great stores, um, and we appreciate you know it. They, they were listening to our podcast. They're going to share it too. WWE should look into bringing back. Enzo and Cass. They could use them. Wow. Like this. What do you guys think? Enzo I and Cass? would love it. But uh, yeah, will think, it ever happen? I think I think that bridge has burned. I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> Whatever other uh, yeah. cliche you can use. I know both of them were out there doing indie shots for exorbitant amount of money. Each. Uh, I don't know if they were together or they were apart. But I know Enzo has been doing the creative side of other things. And uh, Cass has been more doing the end. Uh, the uh, indie yeah. thing, but the indie thing hasn't happened for four months, so I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'm not opposed to that at all. Yeah. I would love to see that bridge built back up somehow, because WWE need, needs personalities, and they also yes. need star power. They need star power. They yes. absolutely yes. have it. You know, which is crazy. And I'm sorry, I know we're supposed to be. You're fine, man. I was just going to say this. It's last your podcast. Thing. You got the. Um, you got the reins. <laughs> I was just going to say this. That it's crazy when when oh I my think God. about. Um, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just called the bell. Well, go ahead, yeah. Big Ugly. Finish I was going to say, just real quick, when I think about, like, they brought Drake Maverick back, you know, and I'm like, that's cool, and I'm very happy for him. And But I'm like, why why would you not want to bring somebody like a Rusev back who has the star power during a time like this? And, I mean, maybe it's a money thing. I'm sure Drake Maverick's contract is probably nowhere near what oh, yeah. Rusev was. But it's like... When you think about bringing people back, you know, they're in need of names, you know, like we were just talking about. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they brought back Heath Slater, which I don't know if he's there to stay. No, it was a no, one, one, one shot. Okay. Dude, I was more into that segment than anything else I've watched on WWE. I know, me too. I loved it. But I mean, it had to do with Randy Orton, of course. Uh, all, well, no, not really. Uh, but I'll I tell you what, Heath Slater. Finally, got a shot to be in a main event kind of storyline in a main event segment, and he got the he got his head kicked off. Oh, 15 minutes. It was Quick. Great. It was great. 
But and we knew it was coming. But I mean, that was great. I would love to see that. I mean, but anything else they would ever put him in, it wouldn't work. But <clears throat> yeah, star power. Let's do it. Ends on cash. All right. All right. Episode eighty four, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Joe Clunk. <laughs>